Okay, so welcome to session four of our Smoke and Snow session for OSE. In the last session, our heroes rescued the trader Hercules Buchanan from a ruined temple where his mules had been attacked and killed by some sort of bizarre club-tailed dogman creature. He fled into the temple and eventually the player party rescued him. In return for him agreeing to set up his trade concern, since he's hoping to expand into Valconan, they they asked him to set up his trade concern near New Sealand, their village. And in return for this, they agreed to accompany him to a trade meet, a meeting of traders who were trying to get themselves established in Valconan, and then back to the nearby Fort Eastburn. He's a he's a sort of canny but quite naive like minor trader from Rohaline who obviously wasn't prepared for the harshness of Valconan, but he's desperate to make his mark away from the grasp of the Rohaline trade guilds, who've pretty much got it sewn up back in the homeland. So let's get rid of that. And I'm going to move you all onto the main map. The old map screen is getting a bit massive now, with all the maps on it. I need to have some like holder music or something like that. Every time I'm waiting for like roll twenty to like load a map up, that's what I need. There we go. Imperial March from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't want that to get copyright struck. Mm. You should do like the old geezer out of Crystal Maze and play your harmonica or something. Yeah. If I thought I could play a harmonica, I would do, man. Oh, this. You, you, could, you could fake it till you make it, John. That's it. Okay. So let me just see if I can centre you all there. Okay. So hopefully you can all now see the map. And obviously we've got the, the sort of map pin where you guys are currently near the mountain range known as the Grey Heights. You've been at this trade meet for half a day. You've successfully escorted Hercules Buchanan there. There's, there's a, a bewildering variety of lesser traders there, a lot of which sort of are struggling back on Rohaline because, as we say... The, the big trade concerns, the big guilds there have pretty much got a lock on all the like lucrative trade routes. So a lot of them who are seeking to make their mark or sort of make their name and fame and fortune have decided to decamp to Valconan to investigate it a little bit to see whether it's potentially worth setting up more permanent trade concerns here. And that's what Hercules Buchanan has done as well. So you've basically been walking around this. So uh, it's like a small range of like shallow hills. And there's various sort of tents and makeshift sort of uh, wagons and stuff like that dotted around in the shallow inclines of these hills. Far to the, like a couple of days to the east, you can see the, the land rises up into like a large plateau, several hundred feet above where you are now. And then just beyond that, sort of glinting in the midday summer sun, of Valconan, you can see the shining white spires 
and icebergs of the Great Glacier beyond this plateau. And even further in the distance, you can just about make out what appears to be another range of mountains in the midst of this Great Glacier to the east. Occasionally you see the, the sunlight shining off the snow that caps these tall and foreboding dark peaks. Unfortunately, as the day has progressed, the weather has got much colder and a strong wind has struck up, which is whipping the low-lying snow and ice around. Most, sort of halfway through the day, most of the traders have started to sort of move back into their their tents they started to take what shelter they can and the the previously sort of like conversational and sort of fairly sort of business-like you know friendly sort of mood that was going on with all these traders like talking to each other exchanging information talking about what they had to trade and stuff like that that moves quickly started to be replaced by one of much more caution i said most of the traders aren't particularly prepared for how harsh winter weather can be in Valcona and this isn't even like winter weather this is just like a summer sort of storm but it's obviously a lot colder here because we're in the northern climes a subarctic biome if if you will as the kids say so most of them have taken shelter within their tents as the odd sort of person who's not as well prepared sort of moving around obviously Hercules Buchanan is sort of sticking close to you guys because you'd agreed to escort him back to Fort Eastbourne which he showed you on the map he'd drawn which is sort of there however as the as the last few people are sort of hurrying to their tents you're looking around uh, our dwarven friend uh, Leopold Stavish you're sort of looking around uh, you know, you're also like covering your eyes against the snow and the biting wind. Obviously, you've all got appropriate cold weather gear, so you're fine. I mean, it's not like you're, you're going across the glacier or anything. It's just like a snowstorm. And the, the, the shallow hills are providing a little bit of shelter. As you're looking around Leopold, you see what appears to be a fairly youngish man. He's wearing, like, heavy furs over his shoulder, and he's, he appears to be having some sort of quite animated discussion with one of the few remaining traders. And their, their discussion finishes. You can't really hear what they're saying because of the wind. As their discussion finishes, he turns around. And as he does, his like first fur cloak sort of like blows back a little bit in the wind. And you can see that he's uh, he's wearing a, a strange sort of robe with like a sort of sunburst motif, like a white robe with a sunburst motif on it. And you think back to to what Weimar and uh, John Cameron were telling you about their experiences with the the undead on the witches' Isle and these strange sort of undead knights or warriors that they claim to have seen. And you're sure you remember them telling you like that they were wearing sort of tattered robes that had a very similar design on to like this guy you've just seen with the fur cloak. And didn't I have this? Didn't this tablet of mine had this uh, sunburst? It, it did indeed, yeah, and it looks very yeah. similar. Uh, well, I'm not in the best of moods just now because um, the axe throwing contest was brought to a uh, a rude 
conclusion by the weather just when I was winning. Yeah, you were just getting your arm in. It's just, yeah, I was just, I was loosening up, you know, because the old shoulder injury was playing up a little bit, but I'd got my eye in and everything, and there weren't too much competition, uh, but they called it to a close, so... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit mm, crotchety about that. And then seeing this sun, uh, it's caught my eye. So I'm going to head over, head over to this fella. Okay, so Cameron, Weimar, you obviously see, because you guys were sort of gathering, you see Leopold heading over towards this guy, and as you sort of follow the direction he's moving in, you too see this fellow wearing a robe under like furs which has this sunburst motif on and it's not exactly the same but it looks extremely similar to like the ragged robes you saw the the undead knights of the witch's isle wearing and obviously like leopold's like storming off towards him so leopold you arrive sort of within a few feet of this fellow you can see he's looking around perhaps looking for where he's going to take shelter from the storm like part of my finger and like I'm just gonna like prod him. I'm I'm not a charismatic kind of guy. I'm just gonna like prod him. Yeah. All right, sunshine. What's that old robe you got there? What's that all about then? He pretty colourful. As you poke him in the chest, he sort of he goes like that, and you can see that he's actually got like a sword hanging on his belt that was under it. But he, he like doesn't draw it out and go to stab you or anything. But he just like puts his hand on the the hilt of it so like he's got it ready to use it yeah relax relax i'm just asking a question about your colorful robes there with the sun he says uh he says well this is these are the these are the holy holy robes of my order um the 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 order of solaris the order of solaris uh round this way you're from round this way he says well originally our our order came from here I, I myself am from um, Rohaline and you see like, as he's talking to you he keeps sort of like glancing around as though like he, he's got somewhere else to be but like he doesn't want to be impolite he's like yeah originally our, our order came from here but I, I'm from Rohaline myself oh nice what brings you what brings you to this trade meet he says um, well I I, I came I'm one of the last. Um, unfortunately, my order hasn't fared particularly well as the years have passed, and uh, I'm one of the few remaining members. I came here with um, the, the the head of the order. Uh, we hoped to visit our our spiritual homeland, I suppose you could say, but uh, unfortunately, my my master uh, my master was uh, afflicted. By a by a a poisonous toxin from one of the from one of the beasts in the, this place, and uh, he, he's extremely ill. Like I heard rumours of this trade meet, and I I came here hoping that I could I could buy something to perhaps uh, perhaps help him or to to heal what ails him. But uh, uh, alas, uh, aside from finding from from that, any points like the gentleman who he was just talking to was ducking into a tent. Aside from buying some. Uh, pain relieving herbs from one of the traders I've I've not found anything that I believe will help but at least these might make things a little bit easier on him and he sort of he, he jiggles this like pouch that he's obviously just bought and as he sort of jiggles it about you can smell this faint sort of like some herby sort of like greenery like smells sort of wafting up from this little hessian sack he jiggles about mm. 
Most unfortunate. I don't have a lot of problem with poison myself. We're a we're a hardy lot, the uh, the dwarves. So as well, yes, I've um, I, I've heard that the uh, that the Kalner are very resistant. Oh yeah, yeah. He says, unfortunately, my um, my master is a it is not a young man, and uh, well, when we when we travelled to. We travelled to what was once one of the the old abbeys belonging to our order. We found it infested with these these strange uh, insects or beetles. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a zoologist, but uh, one of them uh, poisoned my master, and it was all I could do to to drag him away from that place. So quickly did the poison take effect. Uh, I, I managed to get him to uh, safety. Um, we've got a small encampment just upon the the edge of the plateau but um, th- there's nothing I could do for him there so he- hearing rumours of this trade meet I decided to come here in, in the vague hope I'd find something that would be able to help him mm. well I've got to tell you that your robes caught my eye because I've got this thing I've been carting around and I, I like pull out the um, the tablet thing yep you, you pull the tablet out and he he peers at it for a few moments, although he, again he's still sort of not nervously glancing around as though he like he's on a bit of a time limit. And he's like, "Well, well, yes, that that does look to be one of the obviously our our symbol has changed slightly through the years, but that does look to be one of the older symbols of our order." And what is it exactly that your order gets up to then? What's your what's your kind of? He says, "Well, I, I, I'm not really gender." I'm I'm not really given to being a, a historian. My, my master was more interested in delving into the the history of our order, to be honest. But from what he's told me, I'm led to believe that back when humanity still lived on Valcona, our th- there were there were great will workers and uh, mages who conjured feats of r- remarkable magic and prestigitation, and but their their studies left them little time to to practice martial powers and from what my master tells me our order was founded to help protect them mm-hmm. obviously so you, oh you, i'm so sorry you, go ahead yeah you've got some herbs you do you think they're gonna work or do you think they're gonna i i, I don't think they're gonna they're going to cure the uh, the poison, but they they may at least provide him some relief from the tremendous pain he's in at the moment. Mm. But but it's the best I can do. As I say, I'm no expert at such things. I'm gonna be looking. I'll be looking around for my companions at this point, wondering if uh, sort of like this seems kind of interesting, and I'm just. Okay, if so I can spot one of them. Weimar and Cameron, where are you guys when this is going on? I guess I'd be kind of hovering nearby, kind of listening. Um, would I, as a ranger, have any understanding of what kind of plants might ease his the poisoning? Or maybe a D six roll. Two. Okay. Now, obviously, you've been chatting to various traders during like the half day you've been here. You have heard from one of the traders that apparently a trader who was selling some sort of healing herbs, who was saying that like he'd actually procured them like locally, and you 
you got friendly with this guy you got chatting you know you both you both men of the world you both sort of knew a bit about the wilderness you sort of bonded over that and he was saying that he got them from a patch that's probably about 12 8 15 18 miles um, southeast he says just on the edge of a of a forest to the south okay they they might do the trick but without actually seeing the guy and being able to like check what's wrong with him it's difficult for you to say at this point but that's like the best okay. lead you've got at the moment okay so i'll uh jump in <clears throat> at this stage and say <clears throat> some 12 18 miles away from here that may help your master um you know and, and we we would be very interested to to speak to him and to see him well um because we have many well, questions it, if i'm sure if you could if you can help my master i'm sure he would happily answer any of your questions i mean after all he he is the one who is enthusiastic about the the history and the, the pedigree of our order it was his lead that led to us traveling here i i merely came along as his aide, to be honest mm. and what is your name good man he says uh, oh uh, my, my name it's uh, simon graydon okay well, Simon, would you like to accompany us? Uh, yeah, yes, by all means. But uh, if we could go quickly, I'm I'm really not sure how much time my master has. Uh, and based on what we know about this storm, do we feel like it's safe to travel, or yeah, do we feel like we need shelter? It's not perilous at the minute. The wind's strong enough, so like you'd have difficulty like lighting a torch and stuff like that. Um, but it's not sort of hurricane strength. You'd be able to move. Um, it might be a bit sort of hard going, but yeah, not too difficult. Okay. Oh, I laugh at your hard going. That's it. Leopold cares not for your four wins. Yeah. Um, so I guess then I'll say to Leo, I think maybe we should go and, and try and find these herbs and try and save this historian in the hope that he can shed some light on the mystery. And Where is the old fella at? In his suffering, he says, "We, as I say, we we set up a small encampment on the the edge of the the plateau, um, just just oh, yeah, to the you east." Did, you did. But uh, you did. Uh, unfortunately, I, I had that's why I wanted to get back so quickly. I had to leave him there on his own. There's no one else but me and him. And uh, if I stayed with him, he would have surely died in great pain. And uh, I, I would do anything I could to prevent that from happening. Is there anything we could do to? Maybe improve his condition before we go looking for a more permanent answer. I'm 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 no I'm no medic or apothecary. I I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm not. Un Cameron, what do you think? I think he'll need the 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 herbs, the the correct herbs. I don't think they're giving him painkillers is going to slow the poison down. And um, so I think that we should go and investigate the herbs and hope that there's something there that can, and um, hope that he has the strength to hold on. What do you think these? Uh, what, can you tell us any more about these creatures that fell upon him? He says yes, they were, uh, they were some kind of strange uh, beetle or insect. Uh, they had a uh, when we first we first reached the abbey. 
I thought it was occupied because I could see what looked to be the glow of torches coming from inside. So we were cautious, but when we when we got in there, the, the glow was actually coming from these insects themselves. Uh, so uh, some kind of venom. Uh, uh, perhaps, I, I don't know. My, my master, perhaps overcome with the being so near to his goal of exploring one of the ancient abbeys and finding out more about the the history of our order uh, perhaps his enthusiasm overrode his caution but he insisted on going in first and as he did one of these creatures was on him it was all I could mm. do to, to prize it off him and drag him away from there mm. and help him how far away is he from here he says uh, about, about 10 maybe 12 miles Sorry, you froze there for a second, uh, John. Ten, maybe twelve miles. Okay, perfect. Uh, and it's mid-afternoon, early afternoon. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think we should go for the herbs, and then head up. Where's old Weimar at? Spending all his money somewhere. Uh, he's probably, I don't know, like having. Um... So what time of day was it? Sorry, it, it, it's early sort of like afternoon. Early afternoon, yeah. Afternoon. Um, it's probably uh, trading for some um, some bits to eat uh, with someone. <laughs> so is is sampling the wares uh, in the back okay. while this is going on? Yep. Simon Graydon says, "Well, if if you're willing to help, I'm I'm grateful, but we we really should get going soon. I don't know how long my master has." And he looks very worried. Well, John, should we send? Should he go back to his master and we head for the herbs? I mean, we don't need to drag him with us, do we? Um, would he know it well enough to direct us? Um, well, well, I, I don't know where you're going, so I don't see how I could direct you from there. He's I, only, I, I, he's, I could direct you from here, says Graydon. He, he, he's only acting on information from the herb retailers around here, isn't he? Yeah, where that, we are. I mean, that, 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 that's just Graydon basically saying, like, obviously, I don't know where you're going to get these herbs, so I can't direct you from there to, to like, the encampment if you're sending me back to go and see my master. While you go and get the herbs, but I could tell you how to get from here, from the, oh, the trade see, meet yeah. to yeah to where we camped. Yeah. Let's bring him with us so that he's not yeah, attacked on the way. It yeah, it could be problematic us getting to the encampment without him, couldn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll call over to Weimar and say. Um, we have a clue to the uh, witch's oil, and but we have to leave soon to try and save this man's master. If you're ready to uh -huh. depart, okay. Yeah, you'll have to excuse me. I've had a number of head injuries in my career of mining. I'm not always on the ball. 
Okay, so I've revealed a section of the map near you guys, and I've marked the the location of where this guy's saying like that his master's camped. And based on our information, where do we think the herbs are? Okay, you think twenty twelve. You think the herbs are sort of somewhere around yeah. here? Okay. Okay, so if you guys are trying to go and get the herbs, can whoever's sort of like leading your effort make a roll to see if you get lost? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that is not Leopold. Uh, two. So I believe that means you're fine for you. Because you're a ranger type. Okay, so you travel southeast out of the hills. You move on to what appeared to be rolling plains with a thickening coat of snow on them. Snow and sleet is falling from the air, whipped up by the strong winds. Let's make a quick random encounter roll. Okay, your grant. You travel unmolested until you reach the edge of what appears to be a forest and you know because it's the same forest that runs next to New Zealand this is the forest known as the wolf forest and after a bit of searching around which it's just starting to get dark by the time you locate it you do find a patch of these herbs with these sort of three-pronged leaves that were described by the trader that you were talking to, uh, Cameron. Okay. So I think I'll try and harvest as many of them as is feasible. Okay, um, roll me a d6. Four. Okay, you have managed to harvest effectively like two uses worth of these herbs. And like I say, it's sort of like early evening by the time you've you've sort of found this place and you've like located enough herbs to like sort of gather together. Throughout this time, younger Simon Graydon's been like getting increasingly sort of worried and he keeps sort of glancing off to the north in the rough sort of direction of where he's told you the camp is. He's obviously extremely concerned about his master and, you know, whether you're going to get there in time. And if any, okay. of you, if any of you follow his gaze to the north, you can see, sort of marked in like the dark green line on the map, that's the edge of the sort of like the plateau that sort of rises up and then flattens off almost like a mesa. So you're going to have like some quite steep going to like actually get up the onto the plateau. Well, I guess there's no time like the present and we should crack on and try and find a way up okay well finding a way up's not a problem at all you can pretty much just sort of like head straight up from where you are but like I say it is very steep going and as you're now getting sort of higher and there's less cover around the wind appears to be blowing stronger and it's not that it's actually stronger it's just you've got less shelter 
and of course with the with the great glacier being just off to the east the wind that is coming from that direction is extremely bitter and cold as you're walking and you're sort of trudging up this steep incline you can see Graydon sort of like pulls his fur cloak a bit tighter around himself and all of your hairs sort of being like whipped back by the wind you're having to shout to each other to make yourself heard you think given how like difficult it is to get up onto this plateau that like if you carry on like traveling through the night which will obviously mean you've not slept so you'll be like tired you'll probably arrive there early morning or you can rest and you can set off in the morning but obviously that's more time and you don't know how long the master of the order's got I think we should press on. Um, walk through the night. Um, and then if we need to, we can rest tomorrow <clears throat> at the camp. Yeah, push on. Okay, so until you guys get a rest, you are going to be at minus one to all your rolls. Well, a one-point penalty to all your rolls. Can... Our wayfinder, so Cameron, can you make me another roll to see if you manage to get there in a timely fashion? Does this young fella know what he's doing? Absolutely not. Okay, right. He seems mighty young. He's very confident. Oh, yeah, he's definitely yeah. confident. I've yeah. seen plenty of confident fellas in my time. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but in no way confident. <laughs> okay. So you unfortunately head like a bit further east oh, I knew it. than you'd planned to. And it's only when you get to the... It's sort of early morning by the time you get there. The darkness has not helped you find your way <laughs> at all. And obviously with the climbing, you've also got a bit turned around and a bit disorientated. Mm. It's only when you get to the point where the landscape of this plateau starts becoming like the icy wasteland of the Great Glacier that you're like, we've gone too far east. Uh. There's a good dwarven ranger when you need one. Bugman's fellas, that's what we need here. I'll keep that to myself. Most, mostly. Okay. Now, obviously you guys have gone like a bit out of your way, so I'll make another quick cheeky random encounter roll. Why not? You're grand. So, despite all of the, the issues, and you know, you're all quite tired, you've travelled through the night... You've had to trudge up this steep incline. We're talking about you know, like having sticks that you're having to like put in the ground to like support yourself because it's steep as. So your legs are burning. You're quite at odds with the cold weather. Your muscles are aching. You're all a bit like bleary-eyed from the snow and from the tiredness. You know, you're really like struggling. And that's the point where Cameron's like, we've gone too far east. And you can just, as you look to the east, you can just see this wasteland of ice and snow to the east with just these far-off mountains in the distance. Graydon sort of pulling his cloak around himself says, uh, I, th- I, think if, I think if we head in that direction, we should get there. And he's obviously like very tired as well because he's been walking through the night with you. So you guys have got a decision to make. Do you want to, now you roughly know where you're going, do you want to try and head straight there or do you want to rest I think we should keep going right 
Okay. Well, I'm not going to suggest resting. Okay, make, make me another wayfinding roll, please, Cameron. Ooh. Is that good or bad? It's unlikely to be good, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty not good, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Too sure about them green and red boxes around them numbers. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Red is never fine. <laughs> Don't know what you're trying to say, mate. Don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> so, rather oh, than yeah. <laughs> basically, rather than say you guys have got lost again because that, that's not particularly interesting, you just be wandering around forevermore. You actually are heading in the right direction, you're taking a bit of a roundabout route. As you're traveling sort of northwards, planning to veer west, and you can just see <laughs> to the west on the edge of the plateau, you can see this sort of simple hide tent that you know is your goal. When as you're sort of as you're sort of moving towards it, you see to the east of you, sort of just in the sort of like hilly section where it started becoming like the glacier, you see a large cave. And from within the cave you are a Mm. Okay, I think we're a bit tired for cave exploration. Um and maybe we should uh just keep going to find this historian. Okay. What is why what is why think? <clears throat> yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to go into caves right now. Oh, then alas, I'm outvoted. <laughs> okay, so as you're discussing this, you see the head of a large, almost prehistoric looking bear sort of Oof. emerge into the driving snow, sort of sniffing the air. It doesn't rush you or attack you or anything, but it appears to be watching you warily. And it's it's huge. It pretty much almost fills the cave mouth. Like I said, it's a proper prehistoric cave bear. You can see like the the wicked curved claws of its feet, sort of like digging into the icy, sort of hard, rocky floor underneath it. And this low mm, rumble comes from its throat. You see a few like wisps of cold steam coming out of its nostrils as it sort of eyes you warily just its head and its forelimbs poking I, out I, of this cave. At this point, I'm just going to shrug off my pack like a in a, in a well-rehearsed kind of like shrug, swing it round, bust out like a day's rations and just like launch them across the floor, uh, leave them there and like swing it back up and let's be going, let's be getting out okay, of here. Okay, yep. Maybe off. this will slow it down, this creature. Cross off a use of your rations. Don't <clears> forget, <throat> you all need to have eaten a day's ration because you've travelled for a day. Okay, so you throw a day of your rations sort of like near this bear, and while it's sort of like sniffing it and sort of taking an experimental bite at this sort of like 
jerky or whatever you've thrown towards it and it slowly starts to like snaffle it down you guys make yourself a little bit scarce and it does not follow you so as you head to the west you arrive outside in the, the wind you can see the tent sort of like bowing slightly in the the strong wind you can see from the inside of it through the sort of hide of the tent you can just see like the dull flicker of perhaps a lantern or something similar inside Graydon immediately like hurries round to the the front of the tent sort of uncouples it and sort of pulls the tent flat back and rushes inside all right i'll follow him with uh uh herbs okay so you follow him inside and you can see a a very sickly pale looking old man wearing similar dress to Graydon but his cloak has been taken off and laid over him as like a makeshift cover he's lying there sort of shivering a little bit his face is pale and drawn you can hear like the labored like <clears throat> of his breaths as he like struggles to breathe and just like a few wisps of cold breath escaping from him you see he, he tries to speak as Graydon comes in but like just like a strangulated sound comes out and he sort of he, he lifts up his shaking hand that Graydon sort of clasps his hand and he says uh, he says oh uh, master I've uh, I, I, I've bought, bought you some help the, the old man tries to tries to speak again but he, again his voice fails and trails off into this sort of like whimpering sort of wheezing groaning sound okay um so i'm guessing these herbs have to be kind of mixed with water and drank right is that yeah yeah um so i'll um i guess i'll use the lantern to kind of melt some kind of fresh snow um yeah that's one kind of uh mixing the herbs together uh one one dose i guess uh, and then kind of kneel down beside him and then kind of tilt it into his his mouth very very slowly yeah the, there's like a, a little wooden bowl on the side that's got the remnants of some sort of like soup or something in that perhaps Graydon was trying to feed to his master but it, it's barely being touched you empty that out grab some snow use the lantern to sort of melt the snow down you like mixing the herbs in and sort of stirring them around sort of like a crude pestle and mortar and after you've got them diffused into the water you you tilt it up. the The old man looks a little bit wary, and then uh, Graydon says, uh, "Our uh, master Goan, it's uh, it, it's fine. They, these are the people who've come to help you." And he, he sort of nods and he he sl slurps this uh, in between coughing and spluttering, like slurps this herbal tonic down. Uh, 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 so it appears to relieve his pain quite quickly, and the sort of pained, sort of etched expression of agony on his face becomes more peaceful and he lapses into a, a sleep uh, what uh, just what time is it now John is it like early afternoon again because we're it's, late it's late afternoon now late afternoon um, so once he falls asleep and I guess we understand that he's feeling the better for the herbs um, I'll suggest to uh, Weimar and Leo pulled that we kind of rest here now because um, it's been a long two days uh, y y yes says Graydon of course you're welcome to 
to stay here. I, I won't rest myself. I want to keep an eye on Master Gowan, but... Are you sure the old fella's all right? He seems to have passed out. Yeah, he'll sleep off the worst of it now. Yeah, um, you, you, you check him and you can see that like his chest is still sort of like rising and falling, so he's still breathing. I'll take like a right good... <laughs> <laughs> I am up. Uh, okay, if you say so. Okay, so presuming you all want to rest... Yeah, has he got any food? Graydon, you got any food? He he shows you like a, a sort of small pot on the side. It's like a clay pot. And it's got more of this sort of thin sort of soup that's got like a, a few scraps of meat in it. It's mostly like potatoes and like a few herbs. It, it's not great, but it is food. I'll have a go at that, I think. Yeah, any of you who wish to like take part like take part in this sort of gruel effectively you can eat that and you don't have to use one of your rations for today rule it is indeed basically he's made a big pot going like oh, i need to like feed my master something and the master's obviously like not been eating any of it so it's all just there it's obviously cold it's watery it's not particularly pleasant but because of because it's got lots of potatoes in it and lots of herbs it is at least filling so, mm. Cold potato water it is. Yeah. Okay. So you all bed down for the evening. You guys don't even have to keep a watch because uh, Simon says that he's going to be he's going to stay up to make sure his master's okay. So he's effectively going to be like on watch or even like holding vigil. So for the first night in ages, you can all get like a whole night's sleep. Nice. Nice. Which will allow anyone who's taken any damage can get a hit point back. I. Mention that bear to him, make sure to stay alert for bears. He says, um, yes, I will. And any he, he positions himself, you see, like he's still with his hand on his sword. He positions himself sort of like cross legged near the door of the tent, like the tent flap, so that he's like sideways onto it, so he can keep one eye on his master and like one eye on the door of the tent. And then he says, uh, with all the help you've given us, please, um, a night's good rest is the, the least I can do to repay you. If there's any sign of trouble, don't hesitate. Wake me up. I'll be there. My crossbow's here loaded, ready. Th thank you, I will. But but please, uh, you, we, we've travelled so far. Uh, get some rest. Okay. And, and, he, and he basically like, he, he sort of like pats you on the shoulder in like a friendly manner. And he, he nods, obviously appreciating the fact that you're like, I'm ready to defend you if I need to. And he gives you like he's a, a good, nod. He's a good lad. And you all get a restful night's sleep. When you you wake up in the morning, you can see that the old master of the order is now awake, and he's sat up in his bed. He still looks a little weak and a little frail, but a little bit of colour has started to come back to his cheeks. And uh, as Simon Graydon sees you guys waking up he says uh, 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 oh good you're awake uh, again I, I must thank you uh, but although my master is not at his full strength uh, he, he is much recovered and the, the old man sort of still with a slightly croaky voice uh, sort of like puts puts a hand again in a sort of fatherly fashion just like puts a hand on his shoulder and he says uh, 
now, now, young Graydon, he says, I, it's, it's not, I might not be in my full strength or in the prime of my youth anymore, but it'll be, uh, I've got a good few years left in me yet. And, he, and then he turns to the rest of you and he says, well, it, it appears that I have a, I have all of you to thank for my, uh, for, for saving me from, from the jaws of uh, death. Uh, but might I at least know the names of the, the people who have done me such a great service? Uh, John Cameron is my name uh, from New Zealand. And I am Leopold Stavish at your service. Pleasure to meet you. Glad you're looking a little bit more healthy this morning. He says, oh, one of the, uh, one of the, the dwarves, the calendar, uh, I, I didn't realise any of your people had travelled to uh, Valconan. Ah, there you go. Good, good, we have, good stout, we have. strong people. The cowboy. Yes, yes, and thank you very much for the recognition. Then he turns to look at you, Wymore. I'll raise a hand. Hello. I am... Uh... I'm Wemore, and I'm also from New Zealand, and yeah. He says, uh, "Well, well then, my friends, uh, you have my thanks. I am, I am Master Gowan Ramsey uh, for the, the the Order of Solaris, <laughs> such, such as it is nowadays. Although there are there are precious few of us remaining, uh, I am. I'm sorry you find me in such a state. Uh, my younger." My younger apprentice here tells me that uh, he, he he's told you what befell me at the uh, uh, at the ruins of the uh, the abbey, uh, and I I fear that I would have quite passed beyond this this world had it not been for your timely intervention. So you have my my deepest thanks. I'm afraid I have the the, the fortunes of our order are not what they once were. So I have precious little to offer you as a reward, save for my thanks. Um, so you're very welcome. We're keen to help other travellers who are not able to help themselves uh, with a big smirk. Uh, so everyone knows that it's not true. Um, and uh, <clears throat> But Master uh, Ramsey, we have some questions regarding your order. Um, As you say that, he sort of like sits up like you've just mentioned his favourite subject. Ah, oh. mm. he's, like, um, he's like, oh, really? I, yes. I wasn't aware that uh, <laughs> that many people were aware of our orders. Like I say, we've uh, we've fallen on somewhat harder times since our glory days of yesteryear. Uh, well, let me tell you a story about what we see not far from here. Um, we've seen the dead walking. His eyes uh, widen. So, the dead walking, and they walk until they come to what will best be described as a uh, an abbey or a castle of some sort that we believe potentially belong to your order. Uh, and in that castle, at night, there are what I would describe as ghostly knights of the order of uh, Solaris um, and we've seen um, 
many tapestries and and uh, kind of artful um, pictures that show that these knights were potentially burned at the stake. As as you say that he he, he looks to a he looks to Graydon and says, "Could it be they've that they've managed to find the that King Idun's castle?" At which point uh, Graydon says, uh, "But but but master, surely that's uh, only a legend." And he says, be, 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 "Be careful how carelessly you, you throw that word around my young apprentice. Uh, I've seen many strange things in my time, many things that I would have once thought mere story, and have later found out that they they bore a, a gem of truth at their centre." He says, "Yes, I I I think I may know something of a." Uh, the place you speak of, uh, that there is a, that, and he, he says, uh, um, the order I belonged to back when we were far greater than we we are now, uh, we were once proud warriors who were, uh, we followed uh, an ancient deity known as the the Shining One, and we acted as gods for what were known as the the Senna, uh, great great powerful mages of the ancient Valconan people. Uh, we we were their we were their guards, their first line of defence. We wherever they went on their business, we followed and protected them. And we were as they as they brought fruitfulness and plenty to this land. We were as their protectors. We were beloved and reflected in their light. There, it's whispered in the the older legends of our order that uh, when the when the great age of ice came upon this land uh, there was a, a small chapter of our order uh, led by uh, King Idun who turned to the worship of dark beings to preserve themselves from the advancing ice but they were discovered by the local people in the midst of one of their dark blasphemous sacrifices and they were they were put to death by fire and they were blinded by the people so that their spirits might never find their way back to menace the land of the living. Uh, well, that didn't work. Um, menace it, they do, from what we can tell. Um, and would you uh, know anything about how such creatures or remnants... Um, of these creatures might be stopped from their foul menacing. He says, uh, "Well, I, I had hoped to, uh, to research that that legend. Uh, as as my apprentice said, I, I believe it to be merely a legend. Uh, but uh, the the abbey we were heading to, uh, the reason we were heading there is there. It is believed that there is an ancient." relic of our order there which was a it, it is a weapon that was symbolically used by the old order to in the the funeral rites of um, great warriors of the order of solaris who had passed uh, unfortunately we we were we were forced to to flee the abbey here but, but before we could even get to, to the lower levels of it uh, the, the, those strange insects that attacked us. But the, for all I know, the, the the relic is still there. But I am, I, I'm still far too weak to risk 
going back in there. And what can you tell us of this relic, Master? He says, uh, I, I can only, I, I've never seen it myself. Obviously, I can tell you it's a, it's supposed to be a, a, a an ancient blade that was handed to our, to the head of our order in, in many years gone by, uh, by, by the Senna themselves. Uh, we, our old legends call it the, the Sun Sword, and they, they say that it was, it was not made of an earthly metal. But as to what that means, I, I do not know. But I know the relic did not come with our order when those of us who could leave Valcon and when the, the great age of ice came, were forced to leave and uh, make our way to Rohalene with the rest of the, the people involved in the Exodus. The, the the legends I've spent some time researching it. The the legends say that it the last place we know it definitely was was in the was in the the old abbey, which which was once back in the glory days was uh, one of the the principal places of our order. So, Mister Cameron. These bugs or whatever that attacked our friend, are they something that you've come across in your wilderness wanderings? Um, I don't know. John, are they? Make me a D6 roll. Uh, two. You've got a, you've got a sort of vague idea what you might be talking about i mean you've not you've not seen them yourself so you can't be 100 percent definite but the mention of the mention of the strange glow that these insects have sort of tweaks something in your memory you do remember hearing about a creature called a fire beetle and it has this similar sort of like luminescence that uh, emanated from it, um, so perhaps it could be that. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I've heard of creatures like this. Uh, some people call them fire beetles, um, and their tails kind of glow. Um, Do we think that we should check out this, uh, Abby? No. Hey. Well, there was talk of a talk of a relic. Aye, and potentially gold and other valuables. Um, uh, my thinking was, if there's something there that might help against them on the aisle, that might be. Um, more valuable than whatever else we must scrounge up. Well, this sun sword thing yeah. sounds like just the just the tool for the job. My 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 regular uh, one here didn't didn't do a thing. <laughs> turns out, so it's mm. probably worth a look because um, I sure as stone don't know what uh, we're going to do about those. No one. <clears throat> many more will die you know there's so many people here who are not prepared for the weather 
or the hostile environment. Um, so already in the week it's been, there's probably another 20 dead greenhorns sitting on the island. If not more. And if there is a battle to the southwest, then that number could be even greater. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to take a look. Sure. Um, should we leave the master and his apprentice here until we return, or should we send him south to New Zealand to rest up and recover? Could they make it there on their own? Is the question. I, I, I kind of whisper. I don't think so. They're such greenhorns. I don't know why they're here. Um, proper petulant, um, as you get used to it. Um, and well, faith probably... makes people do crazy things, right? Mm. Uh, like come here. Not that that's exclusive, because we're all here. Uh, yeah, yes, but look but at we're... these traders. It uh, trade meet. They were totally unprepared. Shut up that trade meet and. The first gust of wind and a bit of foul weather, they're shutting up shop. I mean, what did they expect? Cancelled the axe throwing contest? Jeez. What the hell? I'm I'm happy to throw the hatchet with you outside if that, if that helps anyway. Hmm. Well. But I'm I'm thinking uh, It's not the same. No. We'll have to carry the old man, I think. Hmm. Um, where uh, where was the abbey said to be again is that the temple of the sun or is that somewhere else somewhere else uh, at which point uh, Graydon says uh, well I, I I don't think my my master could make the journey and uh, I, I can't leave him in this state but uh, I, 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 can, I can certainly tell you how to get there I mean we've been there I mean, it's in it's in the mountains to the to the northwest. It'll take you at least a day to get there in this weather. <clears throat> Whilst we're on the subject, I want to bust out the old tablet again and show it to the old fella. He, he looks at it and um, his eyes light up, and he says, "Oh yes, this is a this this is definitely a, one of the old markings of our." Our order, as you can see, and he sort of like he, he sort of unfurls the, the the cloak that's over his shoulders that Graydon's put there, and he, he shows you like the tabard he's wearing, which has a sort of similar sun design. It's not quite the same, but it's very similar. Mm -hmm. As you can see, the, the 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 iconography of our order has changed somewhat since those days. But, but yes, I I, I recognise that from a from my ancient writings I've seen. And and. What do you think this tablet is? is it a map, or he says, uh, I, "I honestly, don't, I need, I'd need some more time to to study it. Uh, it. It looks as though it could be a map, or perhaps a, a way marker of some kind. Uh, it, hmm. it could just be something that's been taken from one of the sites that used to, but belong to the order. Uh, after all, in those in the chaotic days of the." 
the, the great exodus from here. Uh, people took whatever they could get their hands on. It was a, a disorderly uh, flight, uh, trying to get away from the, the advancing ice. Uh, people, from what, I, from what I've read, people just grabbed whatever they could, whatever supplies they could carry, and piled into what few boats there were available. I, and he, he looks a bit sad, he says, I should have to think how many how many people could not fit onto those boats and lost their lives uh, during the exodus. Mm. Well, I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to make a little sketch of this tablet thing. So I ain't got to lug it around anymore. And I'm, I'm going to give it to him and say, ah, oh, well, this probably some artifact of your order you should probably hang on to it i don't he, he, he takes it with a slightly trembling hands at which point like Graydon and like reaches over and sort of like takes it off him and puts it on like the bedroll next to him and it, the old man says oh th- th- thank you uh th- thank you again i i am at a, a, a loss for word to, to express my gratitude you've already done so much for me and uh, as I'm sure my apprentice has told you, uh, our order has fallen on hard times, and with the with the Senna being blamed for for meddling and bringing the ice, as far as people believed, uh, our order fell somewhat out of favour, and we're now a, a pale shadow of what we once were. And I have again, I have little to offer you, save my heartfelt thanks. Ah, uh, no, no, no worry. Trouble yourself not. He nods. Okay, what's the plan, guys? I think we'll head for the Abbey. Okay. Yep. Is there anything you guys want to do before you head off to the Abbey, or...? I think we'll just do a bit of foraging over the course of the day. Um, but I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, that's fine. Make, make your off foraging. Not so much. Okay. Weather's yeah. too bad. Well, unfortunately as well, yeah, and you're on this plateau and the vegetation is quite sparse up here because the wind just seems to scour this raised area of ground. So there's not really any big trees up here on the plateau, it's all like low-lying like shrubs and sort of arctic heathers and stuff like that so there's precious few resources around here so after after an unfortunately failed attempt to find some supplies you start setting off towards this abbey like I say the wind is still very intense and quite strong however it's now behind you so it's actually sort of helping you on the way and obviously when you get to the plateau edge you're heading down so it's nowhere near as difficult for you to actually make it down this plateau so so that maple leaf on the map that's the location of that herb it is indeed was there a rake of it there 
there were there were a few patches of it that were sort of scattered around sort of low lying amongst the um the coniferous trees on the edge of the forest so like basically you know they're sort of roughly around that area but once you get to that area you still have to do a bit of looking around to find them so if if we harvested it sustainably it could be considered a potential resource most definitely yeah okay cool right. okay so you are told that the the sort of the abbey is sort of roughly in this area and you start making your way towards the mountains if you're leading the group again Cameron can you please make me a pathfinding roll five okay so you take a couple of wrong turns on your way there again with the weather it's quite difficult sort of landmarks you spotted previously are now covered in snow so and youngsters they're always in a rush <laughs> that's it that's the problem with kids nowadays so but you do not done his due diligence <laughs> so you, you start making your way towards this abbey and as Graydon told you Graydon's like wish you a fond farewell as is his master you start heading towards it but by the time you actually start heading up into these mountains and the conditions are getting like really quite unpleasant now you're going even higher than the plateau the wind is like whistling there's a few times where you have to all take shelter because you're worried about just being like blown off the side of this like rocky mountain but eventually you make it to the site of this ruined abbey however as you get there night has fallen darkness has shrouded the land the wind is still whipping about you you can just about make out in the darkness for there there's no moon tonight that you can see by mm. you can just make out the sort of tall jagged shapes of crumbling stone walls I think based on the stories that we were told about these beetles uh, and it being kind of habit inhabited that we should maybe camp like a mile or so away and approach it during the day. Yeah. Um, in this mountainous terrain, am I able to <clears throat> find a do I, do I stand a better chance of finding a, a good spot? Maybe a d6 roll. Dank. Okay, you, you have a look around a bit, and again, it's, it's quite difficult because you're trying to find a place in the dark. Mm. You do eventually find, like... A sort of rocky overhang, and you like check it. You think, oh yeah, that that looks pretty secure. It's not going to give you a hundred percent shelter, but at least gets you a bit out of the driving wind. You think, you know, maybe you can like move some of the big rocks, erect like a crude wind shelter, and sort of hunker down by there. You're still going to be cold. It's going to be a fairly unpleasant night, but at least you're not going to be freezing to death. You sure I'm going to be checking for some big ass crack up the back there? I don't want no goblins coming pouring out in the night or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, you have a quick look around and you're <laughs> you're sure that there are like no caves or like hidden crevices or anything like that. Okay. 
had a few mates and got turned over like that. Okay, so are you guys settling down for the evening? Yeah, I think so. Okay, no problems. I assume you're all like taking watch and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, no problems. Let's see if anything happens during the evening. Nope. Okay, so you all take your watches. Like I say, it's a fairly unpleasant night. It's you're damp because of the exertions of climbing up this mountain. You've been sweating a lot. The wind's still whipping around. It's cold. The, the shelter that uh, Leopold's managed to find you covers you a little bit from the wind, but not fully, so it's a fairly cold, unpleasant night. However, as it starts getting into morning and the sun starts rising over the horizon, the wind starts to die down, and when you wake up in the morning, although it's still freezing cold, the weather appears clear now, though the storm has faded and as you look out you can see across the the landscape the sort of white sheen of snow reflecting the sunlight back at you and you hear the last few wisps of wind as it dies down and settles to a normal level okay you all start waking up in the morning you can see now that you're now that there's daylight, you see this square stone building that's obviously, it was obviously built to last, but it's been here for like a long old time. So like bits of the stonework are crumbling away. And I'll, I'll add some light to this map. So hopefully if I issue a prayer to the tech gods and it all works, you should shortly be able to see it. So here we go. Okay. I see the light. Yes, indeed. It's working. Our regular map man. Indeed. I recognize that style. Okay, so obviously I've set up the sort of dynamic lighting on this so you can't see areas you've not gone into, but I've set it to like daylight mode so that once you go in somewhere you'll be able to see you don't need like a torch. On yeah, this level. yeah. So yeah, as you just got like line of sight and stuff like that's that. That's it. Yeah. So as you guys are <clears throat> stood outside, you can see like most of the roof of this building is gone, which is obviously allowing the light to come in. As you're sort of looking into like what must have once been like a sort of a guard tower or something, although only the base survives, which served as like the front door, you can see what appears to be a door here, which is closed. There's like an archway here that you can't see into at the moment. And in front oh, yeah. of you is like an open archway and through it you can just make out what appears to be the remnants of a courtyard. And there's like a coniferous tree growing up from the middle of this courtyard which has like snow hanging from the firs of the tree. Well, I'm, I've, I've cautiously decided to get my crossbow out. It's loaded, and I'm just like eyeing suspiciously the the um, the scene ahead of me. Okay. 
Uh, can we hear anything or any scurrying or? No, you can't hear anything at the minute. Any beetly noises? <laughs> beetly noises. <clears throat> no, you can't hear anything at the minute. Mm, they're here somewhere. We know mm. they're here. How about okay. some of that track in there, Cameron? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a ranger, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I would, but my eyesight's not as good as it was. Uh, okay. I can still hit a beetle. So yeah, so I guess John, I'd like to uh, examine tracks for anything that might indicate where uh, the master was attacked. Okay. Or anything that might indicate the number or the size of the beetles or whatever they are. Yeah, that's fine. Make a tracking roll. These youngsters. Let me know if you've succeeded. Uh, how soft is the ground? Pretty soft. It's covered in snow and it's like muddy and sort of wet underneath. Okay, and then is if there's more, if it's like if there's more than one, I pass, and if there's not, I fail it. Okay, there is definitely more than one well, set yeah. of tracks. Mm -hmm. You can see the distinct tracks of two people heading up, sort of like to the to the main archway that you can see through into the courtyard, and then you can see like another set of tracks, obviously left by the same people that have sort of like hurriedly moved away from the scene. It looks as though one of the people was sort of like being <coughs> dragged. You can see like the drag marks of their feet trailing on the ground. However, as you're sort of examining and you're, you're sweeping away the, the, the snow and you're sort of like looking for these tracks, you actually find like an older set of tracks that were sort of like impressed in the mud a lot earlier and then have sort of frozen, so it's preserved the tracks. And they appear to like quite hurriedly come out of the, the sort of main archway that you're looking through and they head to this door here on the left okay and are they kind of human boots or humanoid boots or yeah they, they, they look or... like they look like fairly small but sort of normal like size like human feet okay and are they like boots or feet boots okay okay so uh I guess what I'll do is I'll tell everyone about these footprints that run to this door and suggest that maybe we go and have a look at it. Um, no and... bug prints, Cameron. No bug prints. Uh, no. Hmm. Who knows? They might borrow as well. Borrow? Gets worse. Hmm. Okay, I'm not well, afraid of a few fire beetles. I'll start we? stomping. I'll start stomping on the ground to see if I can hear any hollowness beneath my feet. Okay. Damn burrows! You, you can't hear any hollowness, but roll me d six. Okay. Yeah, when they turn up, we'll have found them. <laughs> yeah, a tree. Okay, that's absolutely fine. So you just sort of stomp around a bit. You don't like hear any sort of hollow noises from below you however as you stop stomping very faintly and like obviously sort of from within inside the building but like not getting close or anything you hear this like beetle noise 
Do you hear that beetle noise? Is that beetle noise? I don't yes. know. Yes. That is a beetle noise. I know I, it for I, sure. I don't know what a noise beetle makes. If you well, listen up. You can hear someone singing like Love Me Do in the background. Tickets are right. No Norwegian would. Okay. So... Obviously, we're not in combat yet, so you guys feel free to move yourself where you want. Yeah, I'm going to move over and examine this door. Okay, as you move over and you get near and you can now see it clearly, you can see it's not actually a door. It's what looks to be like a wooden table that's been like upended and like, uh, shoved barricade. in the door. Okay. Give it a push and see how easily it... It's been wedged in there fairly tightly. You think, like, with a good shove, it'll come out. I mean, you can do it, but, like, it has, someone's obviously, like, wet jammed it in there, and you can tell that it's been jammed in there from the other side. Okay. Uh, and if I walk down and around, uh, and I'm looking, I don't know if I can do this, but if I walk down to, like, here where I am now, can I see how big the room it might be or what's going on in there from the side you can't really tell now and there's no sort of like windows so okay cool okay so then what I'll do is I will come around uh, how old do I think the preceding tracks might be you think they're probably sort of like a few months old okay not like old old but like say like a good few months Whereas okay. the, the tracks of, you presume, Simon Graydon and his master, they're like a couple of weeks old. Okay. So then what I think I'll do is I'll give this, uh, I'll tell the guys to be ready. Yeah, so, it, yeah, in order to be ready, can I advance and cover this door so nothing pops out and jumps Cameron in the back there? Yeah, move yourself it's, to where you want to go. I, said I just want to... Combat rounds. Ooh, wrong thing. Uh, it's all right, man. If I had a quid for every time I'd done that, yeah, I just want to kind of, <laughs> I just want to kind of um, station myself there. Okay. That was all. Okay. Oh, I got a mig. Am I supposed to see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you move in and you're like peering through the door, yeah, you've got look, contact. If you look to your right into what appears to be like the ruined remnants of maybe like an old chapel, you know, with those long sort of wooden benches. But they're all sort of like cracked and falling to pieces. You can see what appeared to be two large beetles with this sort of like dull, pulsating amber light coming from their shells, sort of like rooting around and sort of like not really burrowing, but just sort of like shifting through like the rubble and like the detritus and the bits of wood and whatnot that are sort of dotted around. Okay, then if I can, I'm just going to. Fold back round the corner. Yep, you fold back round the corner. They don't appear to have spotted you. Right, and then I'm just gonna signal to the guys, like give them the hand signal through the door. He gives you the old like beetle warning signal. Back in the USSR. <laughs> Seems like yesterday all this trouble was so far away. In 
งใจ Paper Crazy Okay we're gonna get copyright struck real soon so let's let's move on I'll be surprised if anyone does it count if it's all like chopped up clips does that count no you're normally good okay so Cameron, what are you doing with regards to this like table that's been used as like a barricade? Um, so I guess now that we've made contact with the enemy, yeah, I guess my you, sense you can still hear like the the noise they're making. This low level like hasn't changed, and they're still just sort of like moving through the rubble. As you saw them, Leopold, you just saw like the tops of their shells with this dull pulsating glow as they were like. <coughs> Like moving through like the rubble and the the bits of wood and chips of stone and they're all it almost looked like they were like swimming through it because there's like rubble everywhere and i spotted two of them so i make that plain to the guys i'm like two okay um, um so i will suggest to weimar that we swap positions um and then if you guys want to hide either side of the door i will step in i'll fire my musket at this creature and try and damage it and then i will run away and i will try and draw them to you guys for you guys to lay down there let the smack down on them okay. um i was gonna i was gonna shoot him Well, we can both do it. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's one over to the left and one over to the right, so... <clears throat> two to the right as well, is there? Yeah. Yeah, two to the right. Yeah. I'm only seeing one to the right and one to the left. It'll depend on what angle your character's at. Yeah. See, I'm because I'm like... I've got like a... Well, I, 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 I could shoot this one over to the left and we've got a bit of a... I've got a bead on one to the left, probably from where I am, because I guess if I can see it, I've got a line of sight to it yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Um, John, these um, I got pillars, I guess, around a tree. How big are they? It's just like the sort of cracked plinths that pillars would have been on. There's no actual like pillars coming off it. It looks like once, like maybe this was some sort of sacred grove or something like that, with like okay. pillars around it. But now it's just like the, the chipped plinths that the pillars would have been on. Okay. So this is like an atrium within the building that goes exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. And in fact, to be honest, as you're sort of looking around Leopold with the, like the Kalner or the dwarf sort of appreciation of architecture, mm-hmm. you, although like now it looks like a wreck. Because obviously you can sort of like reconstruct in your mind what it must oh, yeah. once look like. You're like, mm-hmm. actually, this place must have been like a fucking stunning in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Proper legit. Yeah. You you could see that like, yeah, this would be like the main sort of place for like a, a holy order, you know. Yeah, we've got some classic kind of ecclesiastical lines going on. Yeah. The proportions are all like bang on. Okay, so if you want to take a shot at one of them, Cameron. 
so I guess, yeah, we, it's either whether we want to attract their attention or bring them to us or whether we want to try and work through them one at a time. Well, I will tell you for nothing that firing a black powder firearm will certainly attract their attention. Sorry, yes. And I guess what we're trying to work out is whether that's what we do when we bring them to us or whether well, I, I don't fire and I'll tell you what. Crossbow. Why don't I get a shot off first on this left one and the other one might not even know anything about it. Okay. And then... Okay, so can you once can I, you ping which I've one you're shooting at for me, please, uh, uh, Leopold? Yeah. Uh, oh, you just left click and hold down your left mouse button, and it should do like a little boop. There we go, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Okay. That dude. Yeah, I'm on it. Um, crossbow. So let's see if this thing does. This thing work? Should do. I like to imagine just that's Leo. <laughs> just the, does this uh, damn thing? That didn't. That didn't do anything. Uh, just just roll a d twenty then. Yeah, go on. I'll have a look at your carriage sheet after the sessions have worked out. Oh no, that's dank. Okay, so you fire off your crossbow bolt. It shoots through this like little sort of gap here. Hits the beetle and glances off its chitinous hide. As it does so, from the left of you, you hear the, like the buzzing sort of like suddenly goes and gets louder. And this pulsating sort of glow starts to become brighter from the left. Mm. Okay, Cameron, what are you doing? Um, this tree. How how high is the tree, or what is it? A big tree that I could yeah, kind of hide. It's a very in? big tree. Yeah, you could certainly hide in it. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to try and do is kind of jump up onto like <laughs> the first fifth or sixth branch, I guess, and kind of hide myself in it, um, okay. and I have a good chance of surprising them if. Okay, I do that. that's fine. Um, make me a make me an attribute check. Make me a dex check. This is just see if you manage to like scramble up there quietly enough, which you don't. Yeah. You are still in the tree, but you make like a lot of noise sort of running across and like scrambling up into the branches. And obviously, you dislodge some of the snow and stuff like that. So you've not hidden, but you are still up the tree. Okay. Okay. So, are you taking a shot once you get up the tree, or? Um. Are these other creatures that I can see from? Yep. Uh, can you describe what they might look like? They appear to be again similarly sort of like large beetles. However, they don't have the glow coming from them. They have these strange sort of bands of different colour across their chitinous shells. Okay. So I guess what I'm going to do is make gestures to the guys to say that there's four and then three, so there's seven total. Um, and then I guess I don't want to fire my musket just at the moment. Okay, so we'll move on to Weimar then. Mm. I just say a Weimar, I'll say a Weimar. It doesn't look like we're in a tactically advantageous position, Weimar. <laughs> what is the jest? Uh, 
My instincts tell me a classic outflanking manoeuvre would be preferable to wading into the centre where we are attacked from all directions. So going around then. Hmm. Maybe. If we wade in there, there's creatures all around us. Cameron's in the tree though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's a crazy ranger. What'd you expect? <laughs> of course he's in the tree like a bauble that he is. <laughs> a festive decoration. <laughs> well, the thing is, as well, uh, there are walls here now. So let's say we see what comes out when I shoot hold this, this hold this position yeah for a little bit see, mm. what, see what comes out yeah okay so. we do have these walls yep are good yep so okay so John uh, I'm shooting this one go for it quit my bow Lovely. Okay, would you like to describe how cinematically, with but a single arrow launched from your bow, you <laughs> completely take out this beetle here? So that one started the the alarm trill, right? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was like, oh no, something's going on. Yeah, it, it, you see, like it was like <laughs> it's like you know, sort of like vibrating, like its wings or it's sort of mm-hmm. like it's chitting. And as it was sort of moving the like the plates, you could see the glows from underneath was getting brighter. Just getting his glow on. And it was like getting his glow on. <laughs> obviously getting ready to like fly or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I, I fire off the arrow. It goes uh, through the little window here, and uh, I think it, it just skewers the thing, and it, it's it slows down the vibrations until it, it's still and pinned to a board on the on the back wall there just sort of like and then and it goes back into the wall and then hours down indeed yeah. that that is exactly what happens and as it's pinned <clears throat> to the wall and you hear the, the buzzing like fade away you see this glow slowly like pulse slower and then just the glow's still there even though it's obviously dead it's still actually glowing faintly, although it has dimmed a little bit. Okay, so let's move on to the creatures. Okay, so again, you hear this intense buzzing and a number of these beetles sort of like obviously warned by the heightened buzzing of their fellow sort of like converge out of these two side chambers sort of like you see they're flying the wings are like vibrating like quite heavily there's this pulsating sort of orangey light coming from below their chitinous shells uh, as they're sort of like flying in sort of like zooming through the little gaps you can actually see they're appear to be like as you can see the underside of some of them there appears to be like two almost like nodules on the bottom of them and like the light is coming from those and you see these beetles as like 
can come like flying in. Okay, so why mob? What are you doing? Oh, me or Cameron? I just want to check because I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. I mean, you guys can go whatever you order you want. I'm just like shouting out what people do. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I would just suggest Cameron, I guess, because he's he he sort of he's in the thick of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he seems like the most urgent situation. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, John, do I get the sense that these creatures know where I am and are moving in my direction, or that they're just moving into the court? They. It's difficult to tell because obviously they're insects that so you can't. Mm. It's not like um, a human or something where you can go, like, Oh, where are they looking? Like, mm. But they are sort of like all converging on this center chamber. Whether they're converging on you or they're just moving into the center chamber, it's difficult to tell because they're just like. It okay. doesn't super look like they're heading towards you. It looks like a couple of them are coming over here for sure, I'd say. But that one by the tree looks like he's maybe yeah so i think i will shoot this one that's coming quite close to the tree okay um, let me see how that goes are you using your black powder or yes i am yeah okay uh, so 13 we should probably hit an 18. that would hit don't forget your misfire chance and it is damp oh yeah uh sorry 1d10 right yeah uh so damp is plus two yep so there's a misfire yeah okay yep so you you pull out your black powder you aim it at the creature you squeeze the trigger and it just goes oh man obviously the damp of your travels has got into like the powder that was in the you've loaded into it newfangled rubbish <laughs> okay so leopold Obviously, I warned him. I warned him about that janky old. You've seen Cameron sort of lean out and like get it banged to rights, and then the disappointing like of like smoke come out, and this slight smell of like damp, sort of singed, but not really like burnt, like gunpowder, just like wafts faintly over the scene. The folly of youth, beguiled by the newness of this gadgetry. I will level my trusty crossbow. And okay. fire upon hmm, this one to the uh, to the to the west. Okay, go for it. That's an eighteen. That is a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, is it D six or D eight? It's a crossbow. It's D six. Ah, damn it. Okay. So you do hit the creature. However, it just like scores like a shallow graze along one of its sort of like armor plated like chitinous bits of its hide. And you see it sort of like sort of dip down a little bit as obviously it sort of like has to adjust its flight to take into account the impact of this bolt. Distracted by camera and he put me off. Okay, well, your scolding <laughs> takes your own focus. He put me off with all my moaning. <laughs> okay, it's down to you, Weimar. I'll take a step back. My shot merely impacted on the surface. I, I thought for a minute there when you said I'll take a step back, like Leopold was going to look round and be like, It's down to you, Weimar. Yeah, it's like, like a little <laughs> silhouette into the distance. Yes. Yeah. Like just speedy uh, Gonzalez style. 
Yeah, the the hatch is spinning in the air. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I'm gonna take a couple of steps back and to the side as well here and shoot at this one. Okay, go for it. Okay. Praise Gale. Fifteen. Okay, that is exactly what you need to hit. So with four damage, you have severely injured this creature. And in fact, it stops flying and it drops as your sort of arrow goes through one of its membranous wings mm -hmm. and it drops to the floor. But you can see like it's still moving, albeit sort of like a, a slow, like crawling pace now rather than zipping around. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll move on to the beetles. The one that's crawling is going to, because it can't get up the tree, it's going to start slightly moving towards where your shot came from. This one is going to go for Cameron. This one is going to come through here and have a go at Leopold. And this one is going to go for Cameron. Now, let's see if I've managed to set up these monster sheets right. Oh, shit. So, Cameron, what's your AC? Uh, 13. Okay. So, the first one is it sort of like buzzes in, and they're basically sort of like latch onto you, and you can see these like mandibles going like trying to get at you. However, this one is unable to get through like the thick folds of your winter clothing. However, there's still one more left. That one also, you, you're basically sort of like with the butt of your your like black powder weapon, you're like going like that and trying to force it away as it's like trying to bite on you. But like these two things are basically like latched on. They're not really attached to you, but they're sort of like they're in the bit of the tree that you're in and you're sort of flailing around amidst these furs and these like whip-thin branches as these two beetles are trying to get at you. Okay, so we have the one that's going to have a go at Leopold. Leopold, what's your AC? Well, I don't see my leather armour. Well, I'm guessing it's not going to be 17. No, no. Okay, so you take five hit points of damage as you feel an incredibly sharp pain in your midriff, as one of these beetles sinks its pincers, its sort of mandibles, into your flesh, penetrating through your thick winter clothing and your leather armour. Okay. It's back round to you guys again. So, Cameron. Like you say, flailing amidst this swirl of furs and beetles and this this hazy sort of orange glow as you're like um so what i want to do um is basically jump out of the tree and as i'm jumping yeah, out fine. of the tree i want to attack this one here on my way down that's absolutely fine make your attack roll and that's a miss unfortunately Okay, yep. So, unfortunately, as you leap down from the tree, you've like misjudged the distance slightly, and it throws your attack off. You catch a glancing blow on it, but you don't seem to really do it a great deal of damage. Leopold, you've got one of these things with its mandibles like, sunk into your side. 
Yeah, so can I um like just drop my crossbow and yeah. pull out an axe and whack yeah, it? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay. Get off me, bar steward. Oh, okay, so you drop your crossbow, grab your axe, and you're sort of going on that, trying to batter it off you, but it's not really having any great... Clearly, effect, clearly being bitten by the beetle is a little bit off-putting. Indeed, and it's like sunk its mandibles in so yeah. like You do actually hit it a couple of times, but like that doesn't, it doesn't cause any serious harm. Yeah, just okay. not getting a, getting not? a dig in there. So riddle me this. The beetle, as described, has its mandibles kind of inside Leo. Yeah, kind of, without consent. So the beetle's not moving. Well... It's not moving, but obviously, like it's, Leo's it's like flailing about. Me, Leo's like flailing about trying to beat it, so it's sort of like moving because he's moving. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking like if if I can fish for any kind of bonuses here for like coming up here and um, getting okay. up the, the old pistol and like putting the thing <laughs> against the the beetle and just letting it go. <laughs> Okay. Not towards Leopold. <laughs> away. Always fire away. <laughs> okay. What, like, because it's not like g- getting at you kind of thing, you're thinking. Yeah, because as, as as determined, like, it's it's bitten into your chest. Yeah, I know what you it's, mean. it's yeah. not letting go. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking I might it, try and shoot it off. It's going to be difficult to shoot it. Now, I will tell you that the way... The way sort of shooting into a combat, which is effectively mm-hmm. what you'd be doing, works similar to like Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Okay, so yeah. so ba- no. basically, <laughs> just to explain to anyone who doesn't know, any shots into combat are like randomized. So normally, if if Weimar was just like right, boom, I'm firing at it, I'd say roll a d6. If you get one to three, you've hit Leopold. Anything else, you've hit the beetle. However, if you spend the like your move, like the entire rest of your turn aiming, it would be a one to four to hit the beetle, a five or a six would hit Leopold. Because effectively then the beetle counts as like two people in that combat because you've aimed and you've taken your time. But that's like all you'd be able to do, just that one shot. Yeah, uh, I have terrible experience with this. I, yes, I murder I the I NPCs that, with this, with little pistol, pistol shots. So... I'm not going to do that to Leo, so I will come up and uh, I'll, I'll uh, with my other hand, hold the, the longbow to the side, get the short sword out, and try and... Okay, try and, and because, you, because you're like attacking it and it's already being at the effective flank, I'm going to give you a plus two bonus. Right, so we're going to put that there, get the short sword, Ba-dong! oh, that does hit, I believe, because it's... 15. It does indeed. Okay, so I will tell you that like this beetle is very nearly dead. It's got like one hit point left, so you can see like you just basically like smashed half of its chitinous shell off. Like mm-hmm. it, there's there's ooze leaking out of it, sort of like insectile like goo, but glowy like, ooze because it's you like, can see like one of its wings that's still left is like, <laughs> but but it's still like got its mandibles like locked into like Leo. Yeah. Okay, so we go on to the beetles. Oh, sorry, before we go, does the... Because these guys are all glowing, right? Yes. Yeah. 
does it do anything? Because I, if I eviscerate this guy and there's goo everywhere, does it seem to do anything right off the bat? What is the goo doing anything to you? Yeah, I mean, because the way that I'm thinking is maybe it's reactive somehow now because it's glowing. The, the the goo doesn't seem to be like doing anything. However, because you've smashed a large part of its shell off, you can see there appear to be like two, like I say, sort of like nodules yeah. or like glands that yeah. are sort of inside, like on like the, the undercarriage of the beetle, effectively, and they're what are glowing. All right, bro. Okay. And you, and so, you notice that yeah. even though like it's obviously like at death's door, these like mm -hmm. these glands are still like glowing. And as you glance to the left, you can see the one that's pinned to the wall that you shot earlier. Yeah. Like the glands on that, which you can clearly see because its undercarriage is exposed, they're yeah. still glowing. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we move on to the beetles. The one that's crawling is going to come down here. This one is going to go over to Cameron. So open the sheet. So two on Cameron. That one hits. So you take five damage. And the second one hits, you take four damage, so nine damage in total. As these okay, two beetles so lock onto you with their mandibles. Uh, is it minus my level for death? Yeah. Then I am dead. Okay. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, you guys see these two beetles like, fly in and they just like launch themselves at Cameron and you see him just like torn to the ground. And you see like gobbets of his like flesh and blood sort of going up as these things are like. <coughs> okay, now what I'm going to suggest is because obviously, like, like you say, your character has died. If you if you want to roll up another character, Rob. And cause I, I know you know the rules for this. I, I trust you to roll up a character. So what I will do is I will. We'll just pause for a moment. I will add a new character. Uh, just give me a second, guys. There should be one called Rob 2 in there okay. now, which is a blank character sheet. So, obviously, you, you know what classes are available and whatever. So, let me know when you've... Um, what we'll probably do is we'll probably finish this combat, have a little break, and then if you want to roll up your character, we'll find a way to like bounce you in as your new character like, as quickly as possible. Oh, sounds good. Okay, okay. Right, so... You've seen Cameron torn to the ground. Yeah, Leo, it's your go. Okay, I am going to spank this thing. Okay. Uh, with my axe. My axe. Well, that's the plan. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so you're... To coin a phrase. You're trying to batter this thing that's almost dead because, like, Wyman's already finished it off. However, because it's, like, there and you're having to be careful you don't, like, sink your axe into yourself because, like, not much of it's left, you're sort of, like, 
and you don't manage to get a, a decent blow on it. A few times you get near and you're like, oh, I'm going to take like half my side off if I do that. Okay, so why more? If FFS. John, I were to shoot at this one, would there be penalties? No, because I, I know that there's like one in the way, but technically it's in the same space as Leopold. Yeah, yeah, and I guess. If it's... And they're only like beetles, so they're not filling up like the whole no. space. So. I'm gonna give it a go with the pistol. That's that's some stats, Rob. I say like, those are some <laughs> stats. <laughs> Although, look, look on the bright side. If you want, you could now create that hunter you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's literally why I just downloaded it. <laughs> it's all good, man. That's absolutely fine. So, here goes. Oh well, doesn't matter. Uh, well, I guess it does because it it has the effect of maybe scaring them. So. Okay, yeah, so you, you don't hit it, but there is a loud, like, <laughs> as you fire your pistol, and this acrid smell of black powder drifts up into the air, and there's a blinding flash of light. And since this is the first time a black powder weapon's been fired, let me make a morale check for them. I'll just check their morale. I think they're good, but I'll just check. Is there battle discipline holding, John? <laughs> Do you know what? They've got a morale of seven. So, so they're not good. Okay, so that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, as you as you fire that, yeah, it's roll over, it's roll over, isn't it? yeah. So, as you fire, the ones that are are free start moving away, and I'm going to say the one that's on you, Leopold, as it's trying to like detach itself and sort of limp away, you basically like because <laughs> it's got like one hit point left. So, so gotcha. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, you just like stamp on it or something like that. <laughs> okay. So you can see these like beetles like moving away. I think we fall back. We fall back. I'm not leaving John behind. He's dead, Jim. I think on that bombshell we'll have like a little five minute break there guys you, use the facilities etc when we come back like I said we'll have a brief discussion about how we're going to like bounce Rob's new character into it and sort of hook him up with you guys and then we will like crack on so we'll be back in five minutes guys
Hey, champ. So, uh, are we rolling stats down the line, or is it just roll six and move? Just, just, just roll them. You can put them where you want. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Ah, look. You know, you'll be running away from your companions and trying to hide in a tree and not managing it and. <clears throat> You know, and it's a shame I was getting you, you to like that. At us. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I was just saying that those 2D4 beetles, like that, that was a rough time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Ooh, baby. Okay. I like that there's an inheritance tax in the frontier. <laughs> That's it. You, listen, you can go to the ends of the earth. You can go to like Arctic Valcon and like the abandoned home of humanity. But you ain't going to get away from the tax man wherever you go. Yeah, some <laughs> things are eternal. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we've got both of them. The fucking nobility and the tax man. That's both of them followed us here. Damn it. Well, you can't have one without the other, can you? Mm-hmm. There was an Irish guy I used to know, and he said, there's two sure things in life, nurses and taxis. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to be like I that. never said it. I was, I wait, I was waiting it. for you to be he like, it was it. half right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly comment. Okay, well, so how, how comment are you on the taxis for them, Rob? Uh... Sorry, so basically I have to... I'm just going to roll up a hunter. Um, it'll probably just take me a few minutes to fill in the sheet. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll resolve this sort of, like, combat and, like, re recovering uh, Cameron and whatnot. And then we'll... Hopefully by then you'll have got your character sorted and we'll have a bit of a chat about how we can, like, bounce him straight in. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, we're back like we never left. Weimar and Leopold. The Beatles have fled. You can still sort of see them sort of, like, flying away. Obviously, sort of like put off by perhaps the pungent odor of the gunpowder from Weimar, perhaps the flash. You're not sure, but they're like moving away from you. You can see the the bite riddled body of Cameron is sort of lying up in the atrium near the tree that he just jumped out of. His um, his musket still like held in one hand. What do you do? We're technically not in combat anymore, so. I'll move well, the, the Beatles a bit further away and you guys can just like move yourself as you see fit for the moment. What do you think, Weimar? What are you of a mind to do? We uh... We take his body and we go. Has he got a next to kin? We'll go through whatever he has on him. The effects. Figure that out. So, Just to marshal in the um, regrets. So, John, uh, first order of business, fetch the body. Yeah, done. I'm covering, covering, covering your, yeah. 
So fetch the fetch the body and leave. I think is the the order of operations here. Yeah, not a problem. You you fetch the body. Uh, Cameron and you both withdraw out of the the ruined abbey. Strategic withdrawal. Yeah, that's fine. You can still hear the sort of faint buzzing in the background, but the the beetles have like zipped off back <clears throat> into the sort of ruined chambers of this abbey. Let the record show we never fled. The engagement was a tie. We've merely noted. They we've, they lost song. We lost song. We've merely temporarily fallen back to reconsider our options. We advanced backwards. <laughs> okay. We proceed in the reverse direction. <laughs> so let's move back onto the main map. Okay, so you, you've withdrawn to what you consider to be like a safe distance. You're still on the mountain. Uh, the, the wind has died away. It's quite a clear, crisp, cold day. You can obviously see your tracks in the snow where you headed up to the the, the ruined abbey. Uh, a slightly sorrowful event. You can see like the three sets of tracks heading up there. And then there's just the two sets of tracks coming back. Why am I yourself carrying... Cameron, mm -hmm. as you slightly withdraw, you've got Leopold sort of like covering like the strategic withdrawal as you're, cause you're obviously sort of, your hands are full. Mm -hmm. um, and there's quite a somber mood as you withdraw. Like I say, you're, you're at a, a relatively safe distance from the Abbey now. I knew this fellow would get his ass killed. Eventually, it happens in, to all of us. Impetuous youth, to rushing in. I tried to tell him, but you can't. You can't tell these kids, the youth are today. Honestly, ah, he's right there, you know. Dan in his prime. You, you think, sort of, as you're listening to him, you think that like Leopold sort of saying that it's probably like the nearest his kind get to sort of like. An outpouring of emotion, mm -hmm. although it's although it's like couched in his normal grumpy, like grizzling about like the modern youth and all that. He does look a little bit downcast, and then like, in, a, in a slightly quieter voice, he's like, "Cut down in his prime." Yeah, if he if he didn't care, he wouldn't say nothing. He just wouldn't bother. This is just him coming to terms with it. He's pro he's um processing it. Hmm. What do you do, guys? I think we we head back to trade me. Okay. See if we can bury him somewhere. Okay, which of you is going to lead the way? I think it's going to be Leo, because I'm, I'm doing the lifting. Okay. In which case, since you're traveling through hills and mountains, roll me a d6, Leo. If you get a 1 or a 2, you've got lost. you've got lost okay so 
distracted. See, he's still distracting me even when he's dead. You end up sort of travelling. It's it's like late afternoon by the time you reach like the edge of the plateau and you're like, we must have gone like, we must have gone like east instead of like southeast because like we've arrived at the plateau. We've not seen the tents or anything over the hills. So we've obviously gone astray somewhere. Luckily for you guys, in the sort of somber mood as you are, like nothing appears to menace you. There's no problems as you travel. Okay, if you want to try and find your way to the trade meet, you need to roll me another d6. Leopold, see if you can like find your way back. Okay, yeah, so. By the time you guys make it back to trade meet, it's sort of like early evening, like dusk. It's just start the light is just starting to fade a bit. You can see that like there's not as many tents here now. Like half the tents appear to have gone. Maybe the maybe the traders and all the time you were travelling, maybe they've like packed up and they've gone their separate ways. But there's still like a few tents are like dotted around. What's the crack with this place? Is there normally like someone knocking around? Then is that the well, from what you, from what Hercules Buchanan, who like is still here, because when you guys were like, "Oh, we're going to go off on this mission," he was like, to save this like nightly guy, he was like, "All right, I just, I just stay here and I meet you when you get back." Mm -hmm. So obviously Hercules Buchanan's still here, but from what he told you when you were originally travelling here, basically back in Rohalene, where you all come from, as I've said, the the sort of big trade guilds have got like a stranglehold. On all the trade all the best trade routes all the best gear they've got a lock on it so if you're like a small independent trader you've either got to pay like loads of money to them as like a bung to get a piece of the action and it'll be a little piece or you've got to try and like think outside the box and like go somewhere different so a lot of these smaller traders are like we know it's dangerous in Valconan, but like the big trade guilds they're not going to risk the dangers of Valconan because they're already sitting on a fat stack of cash back in Rohalene, whereas we know it's dangerous, but if we travel here, maybe we can like establish some new trade routes, we can set ourselves up here. So some of the traders have agreed to sort of like meet here and like share their knowledge, maybe as the start of like a burgeoning trade guild for Valconing. you're not sure. But it's just like a load of these like younger, slightly sort of lower down the, the, the totem pole sort of traders who are like, let's all meet up, we're all going to have come from different places. We're all going to have different experiences of Valconan. Let's meet up, share a bit of knowledge, maybe trade a few goods while we're here, and like basically see which way the wind's blowing. Because you know that Hercules Buchanan has already said, like, look, if I think it's good for trading in Valconan, I'm going to want to set myself up like a permanent like trade station. And that's when you guys were like, oh, man. like if we help you, would you like set it up near our village? And he was like, yeah. So it's not like an established place where like there's always traders here. They just agreed to meet here for this particular sort of like exchange. But you can see like a few of them are still here, and obviously Hercules is still here. Yeah, gotcha. Well, like, um, well, what we're we gonna do with our young Cameron? And obviously, as you're saying that. Like, Obviously, Hercules Buchanan's like seeing you, and he sort of heads over, and he's like, he, he looks like absolutely horrified as he sees uh, Cameron's body, like Weimar sort of carrying him like dramatically. He he looks like he's, oh, oh my god, what 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 happened? 
nasty business. We got caught up in a right nasty business. The young fella dashed in like a hero to take on these creatures. And they were just all over him like a rash. He, he takes his like hat off and he like holds it by his chest as like a mark of respect. And he's like, I'm, obviously, I know he was your friend. I'm very sorry to hear that. And he so he, he puts like a he puts like a hand on your shoulder while Mark's obviously you're carrying Cameron. He says, mm-hmm. "If there's anything I can do, there is. Uh, we can get some shovels and some rocks, and we're gonna." put up a proper place for him here okay uh, we're gonna start the trade me cemetery i he guess said, we would call it eventually he says well I, I think most of the most of the traders have gone now but i i, I do still have my like i say my, my small amount of personal savings so given that you've agreed to see me to fall to east burner wait here a few moments and he's sort of like you see he's got like his little like sort of personal like coin pouch on his belt he says I'll go and speak to some of the traders, see if I can acquire shovels and and what we need, and obviously I'll, I'll help you yep. pr- prepare uh, your friend. Uh, I'll pick a, a sort of iconic position for this one um, to sort of make it a landmark uh, to the, the thing that uh, Weimar is thinking we need to put him somewhere like we can just lug the body around everywhere so we might as well do it here however because it's a sort of transitory thing um that happens at trade trade meet uh, he's thinking we, we need to make it obvious so that people don't just like Sabot- shovel the rocks Sabot- away yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, we're gonna make it a little bit bigger a little bit more ostentatious so more rocks basically uh and make it an obvious grave uh, site, and maybe get um, uh, like chisel some uh, chisel a name uh, on a on a big rock that we put on the on the grave. Okay. Well, I got my trusty picks. So I'll start. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll say a few words, and uh, I'll be the first to break the ground. Seems seems the job for. My kind. Step back there, Weimar. I wouldn't want you to get injured on my backswing. <laughs> yeah. It's so quite we're... mighty, as you will see. Yeah. And I'll say something in my native tongue of my people. And then I'll crack into it, take off my coat and that, hook it, hook it over to one side. Maybe get Weimar to hold my coat. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing there holding a coat. Like, you do it. You're doing so well. Roll up my sleeves. <sighs> Tighten up my belt. Yeah, like, let's, obviously. Let's do uh, this. Hercules Buchanan comes back and he's bought like a couple of picks and a couple of shovels. And uh, he actually comes back and he's carrying uh, what appears to be like a, a sort of almost like a sort of short like totem pole that's been like sort of carved and um you can see like as he comes back like his coin purse which was like just a little purse but it's like obviously is now like pretty empty and he comes back and he holds out this like it's like about that big but it's like about that far around like a little sort of token pole and he says uh, I-, I thought you'd probably want some sort of marker 
um, there, there wasn't a great deal, but I managed to get shovels and uh, picks, and uh, I, I got this, and he like, holds out this like, little totem pole thing. We'll, we'll make do with what we have. It's always been the way. He'll pitch in and basically help you dig a grave for Cameron. Yep. Which I've now added to the map. Yeah, Leopold's good for this, I reckon. He's he's pretty strong. He's he's got some good endurance. Well, like I say, it was, it was early evening by the time you you sort of arrived at trade meet. So by the time, because the ground's like quite hard because of the cold. So by the time the three of you have like dug a deep enough hole, it's like, it's quite dark. Um, Buchanan has like a lantern that he sort of set down on the floor. So you've got a bit of light to like work by. And as like the light sort of fades and you see the stars coming out, uh, you kind of like, like produce like a cloth or an animal skin and he's sort of like wrapped Cameron's body in it. You've got this this roughly rectangular sort of hole that you've like picked and sort of dug out of the ground. You, you kind of says, um, well, I, I, I didn't really know him terribly well. Um, do, do any of you want to say anything or I, I know you, I know you, you can know and he sort of gestures at Leopold. Uh, I know you have your your ancestors, and of uh, obviously, I suppose normally we would say a prayer to to Leander, but um, I, I'm not really a religious man. Oh, I've I've said all I've had to say. He turns to look at you, Weimar. John Cameron was young, and he pursued. A life, and he did so well and fiercely, and that's that's all any of us can do. And the best we can do is uh, live up to his memory now, here in this land. Let us not forget John Cameron, for we were all John Cameron when we came here. You kind of nods. He's still sort of holding his hat, sort of like respectfully over his chest, and um, then he says, uh, "Do you two want?" He looks a bit uncomfortable, like he doesn't really know what to say. He's like, mm -hmm. "Do you two want to?" Um, you know. <laughs> I'm just sort of <laughs> shaking my head at him. What? What? <laughs> Inter the body, I think yeah, he means. Yes, yes that, that, that's what I meant. Sorry, mm. sorry, I'm not really very good with this sort of thing. Uh, Leopold, can you get the feet? Sure, can. Yeah, yeah. So, um, go ahead. Yeah, put him in. Um, yeah, the two of you lower him into the the grave. And, are we got um, to put that that device of his in with him for no. the next life. No. No, or right. doesn't work like that. 
Done it. Wherever John Cameron's ranging now, he doesn't need the the rifle, and uh, we do. So Buchanan says, "Well, with any luck, he's in the he's in the blessed halls of Leander now." Hopefully, he doesn't need a rifle there. Um, and so we uh, we take the the gun uh, with us and uh, put him in repose. Well, make sure if anything happens to me, you bear me with my axe, or I'll have something to say about it in the afterlife. Just saying. Where, where, where do you people go then? Well, we fight on. Like... <laughs> we fight on in the, in 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 um, the afterlife. We struggle on. It's not a time for rest. So we watch fighting over, forever then. Yeah, we watch over the the, the generations that follow. Who are you and keep, keep, keep away the evil spirits from our kin. The evil spirits. Mm. Okay. We look over. We look over the tribe and the kin. Sounds and I'll like be needing work. my axe for that. Yeah, I bet. Okay, I will make a note of that. Mm. Good. Well, let us bid farewell to John Cameron. Uh, Weimar says and. and Starts putting on the on the rocks, and we we back in the the earth. Yeah. And when what? And when Weimar's not looking, I'll throw in a dagger, just in case. It's like I got you. Just, just in case the afterlife gets a bit tasty. Case gets a bit tasty. <laughs> in case there's beetles in in Leander's yeah, halls. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be you know caught unawares in a tree. <laughs> okay, so as you're sort of like cheekily like throwing a dagger in there, yeah. um, Buchanan sort of sets the sets the sort of like little like totem pole like marker that he purchased there. He says uh, he, he looks at him, he looks at Leopold. He says, uh, I, 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 "Sorry, I, I don't want to seem like I'm uh, I'm making assumptions." Uh, Master Dwarf, but uh, would you like to, to to carve a name or or something into the into the marker? Yeah, I'll have to borrow your knife. Um, just, just of course. And he he, he takes out. Bear in mind that you've just like thrown a dagger in there. He takes out what's like effectively like a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. It's like blatantly like not meant for combat. It's like a, it's like mm-hmm. for carving cheese, if that. And mm-hmm. he says, I'm, "I'm afraid this is all I have." But but please, uh, me heart, it passes it to you. It's like oh. a little like potato peeling knife. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that'll do. And I'll head over there and I'll put. I'll put in some dwarven rune of protection or something, or uh, uh, something uh, customary that we might put, like a charm of some type for the afterlife. Not a problem. You carve a dwarven rune of protection on the, the marker. It's a it's a solemn scene as the the last light of the day 
fades away, and the only light that is now around is the. Oh, flickering. Rob's welling up there. Look, he's welling up. <laughs> That's the power of role playing. There, yeah, there you go. His glasses have got all misted up. He's <laughs> like, just got a bit of a cold. Yeah. A bit of congestion. The, the only the only light that illuminates this solemn scene is the flickering amber glow of Buchanan's lantern sat on the floor. Do you guys rest for the evening or do you have something else you'd like to do? No, I need to rest up. I, mm-hmm. I, I've got some... Uh, I suffered a little bit of the mandibles of them dang beetles. Okay. They, they crushed me up pretty good. So you guys rest up for the evening so you'll be able to get a hit point back. <clears throat> okay, so how are you getting on with your character, Rob? Yeah, I'm ready to go. <clears throat> okay, so obviously we're going to take a short little out-of-character aside here so that as a group we can discuss what we think is the best way of bringing Rob's new character in and like having him have like some connection with you guys and like a, a reason for adventuring with you basically so would you like to give obviously me and the guys like a sort of description of your new character Malcolm Hop yeah absolutely so he is a uh, I guess a kind of slight slightly built um um, kind of relatively short uh, humanoid. Um, he's a wald or elf. Um, nice. um, he has um, you know, the kind of blue wald tattoos kind of on his forehead. Um, and uh, he's kind of underneath his kind of wintry type clothes. He kind of has like a real kind of leather jerkin and real kind of leather clothes. Um, and he is a uh, kind of you would kind of know looking at him. He's kind of hunter. He kind of has the bow, carries a sword as well. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. Um, yeah. Best bet. Best bet for him. Just keep on walking, lad. Keep on walking. Bear <laughs> <laughs> uh, hodge. <laughs> Come here, this one won't last that long. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, probably won't have to put out with him for too long. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to throw this open to you guys. Obviously, obviously, this is a discussion. We'll all sort of chip in. But what do we think about ways to bring Malcolm Hart into the group? Because obviously I'd like to get... I don't want like Rob to have to sit out for ages while you guys are like, oh yeah, he's back at the village, we'll go back to the village. I'd rather like bring him in as quickly as possible. But obviously I want to like them to have a reason for like adventuring with you guys. So see the original group, you're all like right, we've all arrived, we're all like part of the settlers of this village. We're all sort of ranging out, we're like finding what's going on and stuff like that. So so what are we thinking? So I had a thought um that assuming Hercules Buchanan got a little bit nervous while uh, the party was elsewhere, okay. that he might have hired a second person to guide him to Fort Eastburn. Um, and might have promised 
such a person is something separate to what he'd promised the party. And as such, that would bring us together for a period of time to get us to Fort Eastburn. And then we would kind of build up a dynamic where um, maybe the dwarf didn't hate the wet elf and, and vice versa so much so we could maybe make it work, you know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what do it's you a bit cliche, but... Hey, that's, that's fine. I think that... We're, we're, playing, we're playing an old school, old school D&D game. This is where cliche lives, my friend. Exactly. I think that's quite a good idea because... I was going to say, mentioning cliches, you didn't hear the dwarf talking about an axe-throwing contest earlier, right? <laughs> my axe. And, and it's the whole mountain man thing as well because they used to meet up in, in the colonies back in the day. In reality, they used to have axe-throwing contests, the yeah, mountain yeah. men. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, was, I thought that was, was a nice kind of picking up on that, that trope as well. So it's like a couple of, it's a super trope. combined <laughs> form of giga trope. Giga hey, it's, <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm, I'm all in favour of that. Tropes exist for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so uh, how, how do you guys that... feel about that? So, like, Matt Malcolm being like, he's like an extra like, hireling that Hercules has taken on. And yeah. you've got yeah, to because... build up a rapport as you sort of travel on. Because in reality... I couldn't. I could see Leopold being like, "Nah, blow that guy out." But if if our man had already hired him, he'd probably just be like, mm, "Yeah, well, whatever." He hired him. Nah, that's down to him, you know. So that 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 seems quite sort of sensible. And he could have been hanging around from one of the other traders. Maybe got he could have been the guide for some other traders. Yeah. And now he's looking to make a return journey back over. Over yeah. to them so, woods. So, so uh, what was it that? Because obviously, like presumably, like Malcolm's not not like native to these lands because like most people aren't. So, what was it that brought Malcolm to Valconan as like a hunter? Um, I see him as a real kind of um, adventurous type, kind of you know, kind of as much got bored in the forest of uh, Rohalene. Well, well, yeah, just kind of. To, to be honest, like the, um, the the elves, they they are sort of viewed with suspicion because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they're like that they've like got the bloodline of the old mages who caused like the great winter, you know, like look at them with all the weird tattoos on their ears and whatnot, and their the magic. So like, I, I could quite see that, especially like if it's to be believed that they're descended from the mages. This was like the seat of like majorly power back in the day, so I, I could quite easily see like an elf being like do you know what we always get like the shitty end of the stick like on Rahaline so I've not really there's not exactly a lot keeping me here yeah so that's kind of how we see it okay so what I'm going to suggest we do is just to give you guys a chance to like do a bit of chat in character the next morning when you all wake up Hercules introduces you to to Malcolm Harp, as has been described, and he says to you, says, "Yes, well, um, I, I, I wasn't sure exactly how long you'd be, and obviously with most of the rest of the traders departing, and in the morning you see like the last few of them are like basically getting ready to roll out. He's like, well, with the rest of the traders departing, I thought in case, in case you didn't get back in time, uh, I, I've taken on um, an extra person to, uh, to to help us get to uh, Eastburn. Uh, this is a." Uh, this is a Mr. Harp, and he, he indicates this sort of like tall, sort of elven hunter with these like woe tattoos, bow, etc. 
I guess so, Mr. Hoppy, a company goes to um, Eastburn. Uh, assuming we're okay to set straight out and you fellows don't have any other business you need to take care of. Well, that gentleman, I'm newly arrived. <coughs> um, hmm. Some two weeks here. Um, nice. I've been uh, fighting. Um, Merchants around um, and, you know, trying to explore the land. Um, very interesting place, to be sure. Malcolm's the name. Hmm. Malcolm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Weimar. Again, we all have the same job description here, so... Welcome in, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, well, I'm Leopold. I'm Matt Leopold. Well, Matt Weimar. Um, Do you know your way around these parts? Uh, a, a little bit. You know, I've I've been here in a, a number of weeks, so I'm not I'm not really off fair with the, the local area, but I am something of a woodsman. Um. I spent, you know, many hours. Well, you would days. be, wouldn't you? A woodsman, yeah. wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. Um, well, okay. um, says, says uh, Hercules, uh, is there anything you, you, else you fellows need to take care of before we, uh, before we start making our way to, uh, to, to Fort Eastbourne? The business with the, you know, who, Leopold. If we want to stop by the old abbey. Did we want to stop? Did we want to stop by the old abbey? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Hercules Buchanan's like looking back and forwards with the two of you, like with a look of like absolute bewilderment on his face. Is that? Like... Well, what do you think, Weimar? seemed to me they were pretty intent on getting whatever's to be got at the Abbey. The old man and the apprentice. So I'm thinking if we go west Those Egypts will go blundering into the Abbey. Well, one of them will. They're going to get eight well, and he's yeah, my problem. Die alone in that cabin. Hmm. Again, he's like, um, Abby? I'll point towards where, where, he, where, he, where it is. I was like, there's there's an Abby, Abby there that uh, did it for John Cameron, or, well, or rather the wildlife around there. Um, yeah, uh, yes, I am. Um, I, I saw the, I saw the bites in, in, in in the, the, the body of the, the, the deadly departed. Oh. Not to mention the bites in my good self, I hasten to add. Uh, yes, I, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to insult you or anything. But the, the what, 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 what manner of, and he sort of like, now he peers at like the sort of bite marks. He's like, what manner of creature was it that caused such injuries? 
Well, apparently, as our poor old deceased companion reliably informed us, they be fire beetles. You notice his like his eyebrows like raise when you say that. He's like fire beetles. You say he says it. Fire beetles, I say. And you, you see, like his his eyes narrow a little bit, and almost sort of like slightly crafty look comes over his face. Like, With some dollar signs. Y- yeah, pretty Jimmy. much. He's like, you, you do know that they're they're quite valuable. We 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 know his vote on the matter, Paul. So here's the question, uh, Hercules, Malcolm. Don't have the exact figure. Let's call it six. A ruined abbey inside of which six fire beetles. Us four. What do you make of that? You, you can be- almost hear the ka-ching signs as like Buchanan's like mentally like topping that up. <laughs> Speaking for myself. I think we could take them if we took a more strategic and cautious, dwarvenly approach. Tossing axes. Pukan uh, says, um, well, "An outflanking manoeuvre." Pukan says, uh, "Those are th- those are fire beetles. Um, they have a they have a, an organ that that glows and sheds light." Um, from, if I remember correctly, those um, those organs, if they can be removed, they continue shedding light for for days afterwards. Uh, yes, I mean that that they're quite valuable. How do you feel, Hercules, about shooting a bow or a gun at them? Um, um, <laughs> um, yes, I, I'd I'd give it a try. Okay, that's good. Uh, I, I don't I'll... have a bow, though. Do you have a gun? Um, you mentioned that you had there was an old man nearby. Would we yes. perhaps be best leaving uh, our, our employer with the old man? I was not I nearby. Was just thinking of bringing the artillery now that we've been routed once, but Hercules. Uh, yeah, yes. Would you want to mind uh, an old man bedridden instead of climbing the mountain? Um, I can't say I'd given looking after an old man much thought, but uh, I, I, I'm not exactly, uh, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not exactly the, the, the rugged outdoors type. <laughs> There's nothing to do uh, that I can tell, except keep the uh, the man the company. So, um, well, yes, uh, I suppose I could do that. Right. Malcolm, you got a bow? I do. Round two, I guess. I say as I start loading my pistol. <laughs> okay, so 
<laughs> but basically, to cut a long story short, you guys travelled to the, the yeah. tent with like the, the two sort of members of the Order of Solaris in there, yeah. and you leave Hercules with them. Like Simon, young Simon, looks a bit sort of like confused when you're like bowling with like, oh, we're going to leave this merchant with you, and then you're like, oh, unfortunately, we've lost a companion, but we're going back to the Abbey to see if we can like get this thing for you. We, we need to like leave this guy here because like he's probably not going to make it up the mountains, and he's like. Understand. He's like, yeah, that's that's fine. You you, you can leave him here. I'm 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 gonna um, lobby the team uh, regarding the necessity to wait until I've regained my full dwarvish vitality. In other words, I, I will point out, guys, that if you've like taken all of. Uh... Cameron's possessions. He still like, he had like another dose of like those healing herbs. Yeah, uh, smash that on. <laughs> yeah, well I can um, do that. Yeah, if because if no one intervenes, like Weimar is thinking entirely revolves around. Oh well, he's not using it anymore, and we need it. So okay, so you've seen how he prepared them. You melt some snow. You mix yeah. them in. Pass on more styling. You drink them, Leopold, and you regain six hit points. Okay. It, it takes like a couple of hours, but like after you've like drank it, obviously it doesn't like like heal your wounds, but you start feeling like a lot stronger and like the pain is is partly like a painkiller, partly like a curative. You feel like the sort of nagging, sort of like burning pain of like your wounds subside, and you feel like a lot stronger in yourself. Mhm. Mm yeah. Okay, so you to the abbey. To the abbey. Up the mountain. Okay. So let me just bring up my abbey map again. Eventually, when Roll Twenty decides to do it, cue the elevator music. I'm just setting up a, uh, a token for Malcolm. Obviously, it would just be like a blank sort of thing at the minute because we haven't got a picture for him. Big game. Okay, so I'll move you guys over to the map. The Abbey. Okay, so hopefully all of you guys can see the map. Yep. All right. Okay, so it's pretty much as you left it. You still see the table that was like barricaded on the door to the left. You can see through the atrium into the arch in front of you. You can't hear the buzzing at the moment. <coughs> We're not in combat rounds, so obviously you can move yourselves as you see fit. Hey, Malcolm. They start making a noise when... So I think that's a super bad door to go through. Hmm? I don't, I don't think we want to go through that door. Alright. 
So we circle around. Let's go yeah. here. This way? Yeah, I reckon. Okay. Block and take a look inside. Okay. As see you... there's one. Yeah, as you peer inside you can see the the, the ruined remnants of these like long sort of wooden like almost like some church benches. There's rubble and bits of stone and wood everywhere, so like a couple of inches like thick layer on the ground. You can see one of these beetles sort of at the end near what appears to be like a shallow flight of like little stone stairs going up to what's, what must have once been an altar or something similar. And again, it's just sort of like almost like swimming through like the sort of like the layer of rubble that's collected around the floor. It doesn't seem to like be agitated or paying you any mind at the minute or even to have noticed you. So do we want to scout more or do we want to start the thing? Well, I reckon we could, I reckon we could tag that full and fall back. All right, I'll, I'll draw an arrow. Get my longbow out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take a shot. Go for it. Uh, should keep an eye on whatever comes from this direction. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll maybe. Um... Oh, that's a miss. Okay, so your arrow goes like and sinks into the, the rubble that's coating the floor. Uh, because it like didn't hit the beetle, it's not like roused it in any way. Because like, the, there's always, a, obviously there was like the, as it went into the rubble, but there's like bits of rubble falling all the time. So like the noise itself didn't rouse the creature. Yeah, I will also try and shoot him. Go for it. Fourteen's uh, a miss, is it? Yeah, it is indeed. So okay. you also fire an arrow, and again it like thunks into the the rubble just a bit short of where the creature is. Ah, uh, right, lads. Guess it's down to me. Did that not happen? No. Hey, 15. Okay, that's hit. Roll your damage. Ka-ching! Okay. And since it took damage last time, it only has two hit points left. Your, your crossbow bolt sails unerringly through the air straight down the middle between these ruined like, altered chairs thuds into this beetle and there's like a and it stops moving but you still see like the the dull sort of like glow from where it is you know where it is there you go son that's how it's done that's how it's done watch and learn that's your crossbow there. Good sturdy crossbow, that's what you want. Okay, no so, messing. So as you guys are like looking down between these uh, these ruined like chairs, these benches, you can see like no further creatures in there that you can see at the minute. 
a couple of couple of glands in the sack. As the old saying goes. Could <laughs> <laughs> we creep forward and try and find another one? Yeah. I'll I'll head in. And I will go right here to the wall. Yeah, that's fine. Obviously, you can see sort of like the orange glow coming from this direction. So you know there's probably like one over here, which isn't <coughs> a surprise because you saw that one head off in that direction previously. These windows on the uh, east elevation, John. Yep. What sort of... Um height of the floor is the seal of the window there five foot because they're like big old like yeah yeah big old, yeah yeah okay all right then like you'd literally like have no movement penalty if you just wanted to be like and move out of them okay so what are you doing guys there's an eerie silence on the ruined abbey at the moment or you can hear it's like the sound of your own footfalls as you like through the do layer these, of rubble. Do these have uh, any sort of glass on them anymore? No, they're just like the, the open <coughs> sort of like holes where windows would have been. Yeah. So what's this? <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing a thing here. That is, is Malcolm Harp. Me, sorry. Malcolm Harp. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, because I'm... I'm uh, very zoomed out because I was measuring the distance to the thing, and I was like, "That looks like a like a ring thing." Yeah, I thought that like the Beatles weren't enough, so I thought, "Oh, I'll throw a ring wraith in there." That's yeah. it. <laughs> Probably a fell beast knocking around here somewhere. Um, yeah. Before we get murdered by a, a ring wraith, uh, let's head on in. It's just like. Leopold Axe Contest. <laughs> hmm. So I can see one here. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, as uh, I, I probably, probably all saw previously, there's some other things going on back there as well. I don't know what those are, but. You need a, you need, we see, there's only three of us. We need like a bottleneck situation to um, to kind of if you if you if you try if we try and take them in this big hall, they're just gonna swarm into us. So I I want to know what's here. So if you want to wait here for a bit, I'll I'll take a quick look. Go here, see well, what's I going on. Or we could scout around the outside and approach from this. Uh, from here, up there. Yeah. I could, I could, uh, I could fall back. We could all fall oh, back, and we can go through the window here. Oh, you can go through the window, and I could. Yeah. Better get that harp fella back before he gets himself killed. <laughs> you mean the Nazgul? <laughs> the Nazgul. The Nazgul. He's got a bit carried away with his icon. Okay, so as you like, as Malcolm, Leopold, and Wama, you sort of hop out of these these wrecked windows. You can see that outside, sort of like around about here, there's a, a shallow depression that looks as though 
in the ground that's like collected water in it but obviously due to the temperature it's like frozen over it's ice you can see like a crack in the ice here but right, yeah, you can also right. see like the the building must have once gone right up to the edge of it but bits of it have like crumbled off presumably into like whatever's here and you can see like this bit of the building is open to the elements so you can easily go in there right we we want to stay off that ice i say This is free from ice. This yes. Particular yeah. bit right here. Yeah. So let's take a look. Uh, I'm okay. heading that way. Okay. Uh, I will. I'm a little bit vertically challenged to do anything about these windows. I'd, I'd take up a position at a window, but I can't see. I'm not tall enough. Yeah. So I'm peeking. Yeah. Okay. So you peek around, you can see what appear to be like stone sort of coffins one here one on the opposite wall here that's sort of open there's a a shallow flight of stone stairs as i said here going up to what must have once been an altar but it's now like empty there's nothing on it and there's another mm -hmm. one of these like stone coffins here that is open if you are pinging by the way i don't see the pings all right okay let me try that again I didn't see the miter. I was refreshing. Okay, so coffin there. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Oh yeah, I saw that. Coffin there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Altar here. Empty altar there. Yeah. Yep. And then coffin just to the north of it there. Are Over. these ajar, or are they? Closed? Yes, they are. They are ajar. Okay. Uh, I'll uh, whisper back. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go take a look at the the tombs. There's three tombs, an altar, and a, and a set of stairs at the far end. <clears throat> okay. There's no, yeah. nothing else is moving, so can I go see? Okay. So you examine the sort of stone coffin. It's empty. You can like you peer through the gaps in the lid. Mm -hmm. However, as you're looking at it, you can see from the sort of like scrape marks on it. It looks as though it was opened from the inside. You see like the scratches where like something from inside's like pushed aside so it looks similar i think to what we've seen before on the aisle uh these these people have been cursed uh, so there's nothing in it john no no nobody parts no. or anything. okay so don't don't touch the the sarcophagus and be on the lookout for um for bones of any kind because they might be the type to uh, get up and walk however if, if they follow the same rules as the previous you know it's daytime now yeah yeah i'm just saying like we we need to be aware of yeah. if there's a body somewhere it might be uh, an enemy <laughs> that's fair okay so uh sort of very quietly just step by step walking across the thing okay make me a dex roll Obviously, the floor is coated in rubble, as I've said previously. Okay. Okay, so you make it halfway across the room, Weimar, when your footfalls dislodge like a bit of wood and a bit of rocks, and they're like, <clears throat> tumble to 
the floor. Not quite as loud as that, but like with an echoing noise. Um, can you roll me a d6? Anything but a one or a six, you're grand. All of a took. Yeah, you're fine. So you sort of like you wait for a few moments, or sort of like holding your breath, and then you don't hear anything. You appear to be safe for the moment. Okay, keep going. Last one. <laughs> Check this one. Again, much the same. Been open from the inside. Nothing inside it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, sorry. I, I think I can see a bug. Well, I know I can see a bug on here, but I think I can see a bug to the west. Um, I don't know if I can maybe just see a little bit of movement through this like line of doorways. Yeah, but I'm, you, you I'm... see it sort of moving around, but again, it's just sort of like lazily, sort of like almost like swimming through like the rubble. Yeah, so I'm I'm keeping my eye on that, and like I've got my I've got I've got my crossbow trained on it, and I just sort of like. When Weimar looks my direction, I just kind of like give him the eyes as if to say, you know. Okay, so, so what's um, Malcolm Hart doing? <clears throat> I guess I'm kind of, um, uh, once I see Leo or Leopold kind of getting ready, I guess I'm going to stand in behind him um, and kind of have an arrow pointed in the same direction. Okay, um, no problems. You don't appear to have alerted the insects to your presence at the moment. What's the plan, guys? I think Leopold was taking a shot. Probably. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, um, mm. I'm cover, I'm covering, in case you right. alert them and they come this way, I'll, yeah. I'll get a shot off, like I'm. I'm I'm preparing a Okay. So preparing an action in five E speak. Up or down, these ones. It's a, a small flight of stairs sort of heading down like the, the floor beyond okay. that slightly lower down. Only like five yeah. foot or so. Yeah, yeah but something So gonna take a peek. So I'll I'll motion for them basically just letting them know with my hand signals, hopefully, that I'm just gonna go down and I'll point at my eyes and Mm-hmm. Couldn't check out this place. So Okay, you you step into the small sort of slightly lowered chamber beyond. You can see a doorway to the south that you're like, oh that must head into like the atrium. And there's mm -hmm. also like an archway to the north of you. Yeah, I'll I'll take a look uh here and just peek around the the, the archway. Okay, you peek around the archway, you see this must have once been another tower and you can see like the remnants of what must have once been like a wooden floor sort of mm -hmm. set higher up in the wall but there's just like a few support beams and like cracked mm -hmm. and rotted planks there now is it open to the sky yeah okay. can i whoop okay and as you move around and you look fully in you can see what appears to be set in the floor and spiraling downwards is a set of like deep carved stone stairs Heading downwards mm -hmm. into the darkness. I will step in. Okay. You know your relics down there. <laughs> in the crypt. 
<laughs> so I will step around the stairway and I'm going to uh, peek around these. I presume there's no obstructions on these no. as well. Yeah. You can see they lead to the outside. You can see like the sort of scrubby like grassland heading away from it, like piles of snow and such like, and yeah. a few sort of shrubs dotted about. Yeah, just gonna take a comprehensive look around. Okay. I'm actually gonna go here and then, uh, if I can, uh, pop out from here. Yeah. Is it possible to traverse? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, whoop. There's, there's like a go. crack in the wall there, so you like squeeze through it. Yeah. And I'll take a, because what was concerning me was taking a look here around the corner, because we've never seen this. So, but there's nothing. Uh, going on there, so I'll pop back in. Blop, blop, blop. I'll head back towards this space, and um, I'll make a hand sign. Oh, is that John? Me getting? No, you're fine. The, the trap. No, you're fine. <laughs> so I'll make a hand sign as if a person was traversing downwards uh, by stairs. I'll point at the, the room that I just came in. And uh, I'll uh, I guess I'll just head back uh, to to my compatriots here. So okay. make my way across. Maybe a dax check. Even worse. Okay. So, as you start sort of making your way across, you again like tread on like a piece of wood, and there's like a loud crack. Roll me a d6. Okay, again, you sort of like as you like, you're like, <laughs> but aside from like the very low level buzzing that these creatures seem to emit, there's no like in intensification of it. Yeah, just. Yeah. Get across. Right, so there's a there's a tower um, which has a stairway going downwards. There's a hole in the back of that tower wall. I checked outside. There's nothing there. However, there is something on the... You've spotted your bug there. There's something there. Um, probably more than just the thing that you've seen. Uh, I don't know what's downstairs. I didn't look. Do we want to risk going downstairs with these books up here? I wouldn't <clears throat> want to do that now. No. So, How fast did the books move, John? Pretty quickly, although they were somewhat restricted because of like they're indoors and they're having to fly around things. Yeah. So you've never seen them sort of do like a straight attack run. So you're not really sure what their top speed is. Well, okay. I, I've got a plan. How about we try and um, close off the southern door to the chamber with the uh, the stairs in that Weimar talked about? And um, like carry some of these, try and 
try and maybe carry a bench in or something to come in from the north and block the, the door to the south with that so, keep so, the beat so effectively you're suggesting I mean, correct me if I'm wrong picking up one of these benches going out of the building round the back yeah. coming in and then like jamming the bench up to like block the door to the south yeah a bench or or a stone lid off the coffin or yeah. or something yeah. a bit like um you know a bit like the dudes did down in the the bottom area the barricaded door kind of made me think of it wonder should we check out the barricaded door let's see if there's anything down there yeah we could do but we're here to get this relic and me thinks the oh, ye oldy relic will be loitering around somewhere in the lower bowels of in the crypt in the crypt <laughs> we can always check out the barricaded door the, the barricaded room later Okay, so what's the plan, guys? Or you could try and kill some more beetles whilst trying not to expire. <laughs> that went so well for me the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Malcolm, are you reborn? <laughs> so I'm thinking we could barrage whatever's here on this side of the building we could barrage them from all the way here because uh, we could we bring out a bench for leopold to stand yeah. on <laughs> yeah i was just thinking <laughs> could have picked a better spot I, I need i need at least a sort of a 19 and a half inch elevation oh handily enough here's a bench yeah, <laughs> yeah there's pews because this this ba uh, uh, the church i guess Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, if we take some material from here, we construct a scaffold (laughs) for our firing um, unit. (laughs) Yeah, and to to be honest, if something did come from you, you'd have a bit of cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We can always move south as well. If it came around, we can always move down back towards the way we came. So is that the plan you guys are going with, setting up like a... A sort of like makeshift bit of cover and then like yeah 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 just fire at everything <laughs> yeah so move yourselves to where you want to be i'm not going to make you roll to carry a bench out that's easily done there's three of you and if it goes super bad we might be able to lure them out onto the ice somehow okay so if you want to move yourself to where you're going to be when this whole like fuselage goes off for leopold Okay. A bit closer. No, I can't. I'm a bit tighter up to. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys are all shooting at this one beetle, make your attack rolls. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! It's ridiculous, isn't it? I've had. What have I had? One good roll. Curse you! Roll twenty. Looks like it's down to a. Why not? 
But he's been rolling really high on the decks. Boom. <laughs> Hits it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, it's not quite enough to kill it. However, you can see that it's basically like slowly like crawling along because like your like mm -hmm. arrow's gone like straight through it and there's like half sort of pinned to the ground so it's like yep trying to move but like it's not really getting anywhere it starts to like do the whole like but then your arrow's like and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's still like sort of twitching a little bit but like it's pretty much done it's I'm not, not doing lie. great yeah, and it, and it's not going to be moving because it's pinned to the floor. Yeah, hit it again. Yeah, if if you guys want to shoot at it again, I'm not going to make you make rolls for it. I'm just going to set up between the three of you. It's got one hit point left. You can take it out. I'm going to save my bolts. Okay, so you take out this beetle. Okay, yeah, I'll put an arrow in it. So yeah, as it's like. And your arrow's pinning it to range, and a second one yeah. thuds into it, and it's like, yeah. Is that what beetles look like, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dead be dead fire beetles look exactly like that, folks. Yeah, you heard it here first. That's it. Yeah. Okay. One out, guys. Uh because you took that out so quickly it's not like alerted the other beetles yeah which is kind of problematic because <laughs> where are they some of that um did these are five for higher they John, so i could climb up onto it if i wanted yeah sorry say again dead so this kind of window is like five for high yes so that's right, climb yeah. Up. oh yeah yeah easily um so what i'll do is i'll climb up and jump in okay and then kind of quietly and subtly move my way over here, see if I can see anything. Okay, make me an X check. Okay. I actually don't think my light is working. Malcolm, you're not running for that conifer oh, tree, are you? Let me have a look at your... Uh... You're not running for that tree there, are you? <laughs> nice. Hopefully that should have fixed it for you. Okay, cool. He's just trying to get his fairy up on the top there. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> with with the the grace of your elven ancestry, you like deftly pick your way across the room, avoiding all the bits of rubble and wood, etc. Okay. So you make it. I can eight. see that there are more of these creatures. So what I want to do is I want to shoot this one here. And then hightail it over here so that when it comes, the three of us can shoot. That's fine. Obviously, you can do your shoot and then move. So make your your archery roll. Uh, that's a miss. Um, so I guess it'll, if, if it notices me, I'll run. And if it doesn't, I'll stay and shoot at it again. Okay. It does appear to have noticed you. Okay. So then I will hightail it over here so as not to join John Cameron on the, the role of the... Okay, 
so you can see because you've had a bit more of a chance to see these creatures you can see they have like bands of sort of like almost like metallic green and like purple on their like shells and like the mandibles on these things are like massive they're like industrial strength like vices uh oh and obviously as you sort of fire your arrow you seem like and they start like moving quickly although they're not flying they're crawling very quickly but okay. obviously you like quickly glance and then like across okay and I guess we're just readying for when it comes out so that we can hit it again okay and indeed they do start coming out in fact let me just check their movement boom 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 So two of these strange striped beetles rapidly like move across through the atrium to here. As they do that, you see another two emerge from a chamber on the left. And behind them is one of these like glowing fire beetles. Sort of like flying through the air. But it doesn't appear it doesn't appear to be moving anywhere near as rapidly as like these weird sort of like tiger striped beetles. Hmm. Over to you guys. Should we shoot one shot and fall back south? Try and confuse them? Yeah, probably. So I think we should all f focus fire on one. Yeah. Yeah, so we fire on that one and then use our movement to go south gtfo yeah okay yeah okay so why more make your shot okay Ooh. okay an arrow thuds into uh, that creature you see it sink into it. However, these beetles are like more heavily armoured than the fire beetles. So it like continues moving even though it's got like an arrow sticking out of it. Mm. Okay. Malcolm. And I will use my movement to Yeah, that's fine. To go away. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh sixteen. Okay, again, another arrow thuds into this creature. It's still moving, however, although it's got a noticeably more sluggish now. Okay. And also pull down here. Leopold. A 12, that ain't gonna be enough, is it? No. Obviously you can take your move after that. Tools. Okay. 
Leopold. Are they flying? Are they? Um, the the fire beetle is flying. The others are just crawling very quickly, almost like ants. Okay, they can crawl up and out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're just literally like. Okay. okay. Leopold. Um. That barricaded room is starting to look pretty good about now, right? Yep. I remember, uh, if if I got this right, uh, if we run, you can double your move. Yeah. yeah is that true, John? That's but absolutely correct. They're probably running anyway. They, they, I, I'll tell you this, thing, they don't really have a run speed. They've just got like a 50-foot movement. Okay. But if we run, we give up our attack, do we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you okay. run, all you can do is run. Okay. And that is exactly what I will be doing. Can't really see these squares. I think... Zoom in a bit. Is that better for uh, you? Oh yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. Yeah, so Leopold takes off at a at a run, heading southwards. Why more? Run away! Are we going for the door or are we just running away? Running away. I well, think... we just set stuck two arrows in them and they're still coming. That is a... Uh, I punched that into my computer, uh, my combat computer, and that says we're, we're dead if we stay here any longer. I was thinking about running out onto the ice, but... That seems like a gamble. Yeah. Without um, without checking if we see we could have checked the ice to see if it would hold our weight and stuff and we could have maybe trapped them on the ice and they come out and fell in and we didn't because they're maybe bigger and heavier, but we didn't do that. And I could have just run out on the ice, fell through it and died of hypothermia. <laughs> or, or drowning. Or or even drown yeah. So I think as much as it's not super cinematic and everything, we can just run away and come back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, like, see if they actually turn back. Because I could run off the map right now. Oh, yeah. If you run off the map, you're away. Yeah. Like, if you get to the edge of the map, you're gone. Yeah. So do we want to try something or do we, do we leave? Well, if you've got something you're thinking of trying, be my guest. But um, uh, Le Leopold's um, barricade plan was his sort of magnum opus. <laughs> yeah, four of these is a bit much. I didn't know. I didn't know there was four of them things. Mm -hmm. 
they're pretty solid as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like super squishy. They're well armored, man. They're well armored. Yeah, with a lot of hit points. I mean, I lack the accuracy of the Imperial Stormtroopers. <laughs> so, I guess we're going uh, because I cannot see us taking four of those out plus one fire beetle. No, because in after the first round of combat, one of us is going to be dead, and we'll be down to two. Yeah, so it's a what they call a death spiral in okay, game. So, so I'm going to say as you guys are cheesing it off, like darkness is just starting to fall. And the last thing you hear as you're sort of running away is from over in this direction, from where the sort of barricaded door is, from the other side of the barricade, you hear a... of something pounding on the other side of the barricade. We we need to pick up the pace. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting better all the time. And you guys sprint off the edge of the map surviving to fight another day so obviously that is where we're going to end the session for tonight because we've gone on a bit long guys so just give me but a moment and I'll calculate your XP so on our quest roll (laughs) this one is probably marked in red and we didn't check it (laughs) until now Good news is, though, no one's going to go there and pillage that stuff. No. No, I think that's fairly safe. We'll let these beetles guard it for now. Yeah. Until we see fit to... Okay, so you all get 333 XP. Uh, Ah, yes. Three, three, five, was it? Three, three, three. Three, three, three. Ah, for whatever reason, I have five. Okay. Hmm. And as you sort of, as you flee away from the, the, the ruined abbey, you soon put like the beetles far behind you and they don't follow you far beyond the abbey. And that is where we bring this session to a close. There were highs, there were lows, there was joy, there was sorrow, there was lots of beetles, there was throwing axes. What more could you want? There was highs, there was lows, there was joys, there was woes. Nice. (laughs) Roll credits. (laughs) So thank you very much for playing, guys. I hope you enjoyed the session. Yeah, it was good. Obviously, I'm happy to chat for a bit. But I'm going to end the the stream and the recording here.